Opera. There can be no other than to seven burn three. No need to change. Keep it tuned to CB. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 The pages of my life tell of your goodness every chapter of my story show how you let me Lord I'm the handwriting of mercy by the finger of the Lord. This is the finger of the Lord. You've been right here beside me through the fire, through the rain. I didn't burn, I didn't drown. But you were right by my side. The city's biggest conversation. The city breakfast show. Why is above the noise? The doing of the Lord. What shall I render? Indeed, what shall I render? What shall I render to you? What shall I render? Say, yeah, 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 This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Not because of what I did, but this is. Cause I knew the way, but the hand 
Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Twenty minutes past six. Dan Hamilton and Messi Chinwo bring in uh, a brilliant start to the show. Ninety-seven point three City FM. Hashtag CTCBS. And yet, Erade Onyame no fan. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, you need to reflect on the journey, and you must thank the Lord for the ups and the downs. Says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help is in the name of the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keeps thee will neither slumber nor sleep. Says, For the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. No, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. He will preserve thy soul. That's my favorite part. He will preserve thy soul. Your mind must be preserved. Your will must be preserved. Your emotions must be preserved. In fact, he restores your soul. Your mind is like a garden. You plant flowers. You kill weeds. You kill snakes. It's very important to cultivate the right mindset. So he says he will preserve your soul. Preserve your soul. Guard your heart. Don't allow evil. Don't open every video that comes on WhatsApp. Preserve your soul. Don't listen to negative thoughts. Preserve your soul. Don't meditate on your failures. Preserve your soul. Don't listen to sad people always trying to pull you down. Preserve your soul. Listen to happy voices for inspiration. You can listen to sad voices for wisdom, but balance that with happy voices for inspiration. Preserve your soul. In Proverbs 6, 4, 23, it says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Oh yes, Morning Reflections, Business Sense, 97.3 CDFM, brought to you. By ADB, get a new loan, 0302-210-210 or 0302-224043. We're offering a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans at highly reduced interest rates. You also enjoy longer tenors of up to six years. And offer up to non-customers as well. ADB is the People's Bank. ADB truly a Greek and more. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
City Breakfast Show, John Cicada. Songs to lift your morning, songs to get you in the groove, songs to get you in the mood for success. You're listening to the City Breakfast Show, it's Ghana's favorite morning show. My name is Bernard, thank you for staying. News review segment brought to you by Fidelity Bank. Switch and smile. Get a loan of up to 450,000 CDs from us and get rewarded. Switch your existing salaried loan to Fidelity Bank or get a new personal loan and enjoy the lowest fixed interest rates. There's also a repayment holiday period and guaranteed fixed monthly repayments and installments. Call 0800-003355 or walk into any of our branches today. Let's help you achieve that dream. And a poorly maintained vehicle only ages faster. That's why we're offering you the specially formulated quartz engine oil with age resistance technology. A breakthrough innovation ensures optimal performance for your engine. Improves protection against mechanical wear by up to 74% even under extreme temperatures and pressures. Choosing quartz from Total Energies is choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and effectively. Alright, so when somebody sends you a WhatsApp message around 11 p.m. about a road, (laughs) then you know it's serious. So, you know, I I hosted the majority that yesterday. Yes. So I got home pretty late. And uh, as I finished my ablutions and about to sleep, I got a long (laughs) message. Um, I'm trying to retrieve the message, but the person was complaining about the act the Temabound side of the motorway. And (laughs) the person said that the the Temabound side has too many potholes and that as they were driving home, a vehicle got involved in an accident and it wasn't good, right? So basically, I should spend some time talking about it. I'm trying to retrieve the message. I can't find it. Um, If the person is listening, please send me a hi (laughs) because I have so many messages on my WhatsApp. But the person, this is like 11 p.m. 11 p.m. And then the person said, she had just witnessed an accident. I don't know if it's a he or she. 11 p.m. Yes, and that no. the, the same. They even sent me photos, and that a vehicle had run into a pothole and then had a challenge. And it says that there were too many potholes on the Accra to Tema side of the motorway. Accra on the Accra to Tema side. You know they had. Okay. So since they patched the Tema to Accra side, exactly. Now it's left with Accra Tema. Beautiful. Where's the message? Oh, I can't find it. I'll look for it. I'll look for it. I'll look for it. Yes, here's the message. Here's the message. Hello, Bernard and team. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the wonderful job you and your team are doing. Kindly appeal to the authorities to fix the portals on the motorway when coming from Accra to Tema. Okay. So many lives have been lost as a result. Mm. Just this evening, a fatal accident occurred involving a sprinter and a tanker on the bridge around the 50 signboard area. The sprinter left with a full load of passengers mm. headed towards Shy Hills from Hope Station, close to the Metro Mass Station adjacent AMA Accra. Please, the portals on the bridge are terrible. Kindly assist. We need the authorities to fix the portals. Thanks, Lydia. All right. So apparently she sent a message earlier. I didn't see it. Mm. 5.55 p.m. I didn't mm. see. Mm. And then 
I don't know. The tanker seems to be carrying LPG gas. Luckily, the gas fire service, the Ghana fire service has arrived at the scene. Mm. Many thanks. I don't know why I saw this at 11 p.m. I don't know what happened to me. But I, I don't know. But And then she asks, she sends photos. Wow. Look at the sprinter. The top of it is damaged. Loaded with passengers and it, it collided with a tanker. Look at it. Look at the car in the wow. ditch. You know. So they've started. It's ten on this but, side. But of course. You so you, you know my issue was, now. It was fatal, right? So if we have money to put asphalt on the Tema Accra side, mm-hmm. do we need to wait for people to die before we do the Accra one too? Accra two. You know what I'm saying? So we've not started complaining. So I just do it. And they, 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 they've so done. They did the Tema part like two, two. Yeah. I think three weeks ago. So just do the whole thing. You know, Amediate said to us that they want to put asphalt on the motorway yes. then they'll build their new roads yes. then they'll redo it why is it taking so long is it that the money is finished like you know mm. so please just do it you know the portals they said they want to fix it before the rainy season sets in yeah. now the rains are beginning to yeah. let in so just, just fix it you know for let's just fix it anyway good to morning to nathan Hola, good morning let's good get morning. into the headlines gentlemen Bernard, start nathan. with the graphic yeah data. the daily graphic says review new taxes gpcc edges the government right president presents sona today that's on page 13 of the daily graphic mm-hmm. government is set up fintech innovation fund that's coming in from the vice president dr baumia okay and just one group to build waste treatment plants in lagos oh, plus nice. teacher unions make proposals for parties manifesto now check out the back page of the daily graphic yeah. tamale sagnarigu suffer acute Sad. water shortage mm. It's, it's something we've been focused on. We'll talk about that later to yes. the Chronicle. Chronicle this morning, Akufuadu delivers penultimate sonar today. Goldfields expends 477,000 Ghana cities on health and security agencies. Ioko strips lady naked, um, caught toad, scandal soaked Mahama is bad news. This is a book answer writing on page 14. All right, the Daily Guide says Nana speaks to MPs today amidst tight security. And there's a picture of the smiling of a smiling president here. Hatch gate crashes in trouble. That's on page six of the Daily Guide. MPs impressed with SML's data center. Mm-hmm. And Mahama 24 hour economy empty slogan. Plus, government to set up fintech fund. The Ghanaian Times Jospon breaks into Nigeria, into Africa, signs landmark deal to build waste management plants in Lagos State, Nigeria, and Vice President tasks fintech firms to develop innovative payment solution for Africa. Attachian urges calm over SML GRE revenue insurance contract and commit to free SHS TVET program review in manifestos, not to other teacher unions demand from political parties. The Anchor newspaper is asking a question. Limping Ghana manganese meddling in dirty politics is a question on the front page mm. of the Anchor. To other stories, rising cases of mental health in Obuasi worrying. That's according to his Akatric nurse. Please gun down young man at Waser Kupong. No reason cited. Officers go into hiding. Mm. And a follow-up to the story from Canada, Bernard. Mm. A family of Canadian, sorry, family of Ghanaian killed in Canada seeks justice mm. as GoFundMe campaign rakes in thirty-five thousand mm. dollars. New finder, the new finder. President Akufado delivers last and final sonar today. Um, this is the penultimate. Opong Nkuma directs opening of real estate agency council office by April. 
ICGC's 40-year journey, Pastor Mensah Otterbill's testament to faith and inspiration, FinTech Innovation Fund coming to give startups greater investor visibility. Dr. Baumia speaking. Right, the ABC News says, Kwame Pienim roots for Baumia. I'm sure we'll get into why. Of course, Sona is here. The Morgan Heritage Story is here. And Kojopan Kumai is saying, Open Real Estate Agency Council Office by April. That's also on the front page of the ABC News. Economy Times. Ghana City continues to slide. Ghana's 2023-2024 cocoa production to hit 27% lower than previous season. And E-Levy collections amounted to 1.19 billion Ghana cities in 2023. Economy Times. All right. The graphic business says, Baumia's tax proposals require careful analysis. That's according to an expert. In other stories, countries with strong growth forecast in Africa, Ghana missing from top 11 list. National Service Scheme requires impact assessment. That's a proposal from Professor Gottfried Bokbin and Casa Preco PLC to list on GSE's equities market. Daybreak newspaper, 53rd cadet course for police. Dampari defies Accra Commando. Comes with a photograph of Dr. George Akufu Dampari, IGP and Henry Corte Interior Minister. Quit notice served on Liberia camp. Occupants charge. Habib Idrisu is first deputy majority chief whip. Let me move online. CityNewsroom.com will export nurses to reduce unemployment. This is Maham speaking. Also, Foriata Senior Presidential Advisor Portfolio uh, it's unnecessary. This is Kwame Pienim. Apenyo Makin says it was difficult not to openly support Kenny Japan's presidential bid and then uh, bloated All-Africa Games budget could have resettled Akosombo's spillage victims. This is uh, the MP for North Tong. Other stories we know already. Akufado to present State of the Nation today and then 2.37 million euro financial loss case against Atu Forcing will fail if it's political. Apenyo marking speaking there. Majoronline.com. Ofreata is technically the senior finance minister. This is Isaac Adongo. Mm. Ofreata also mm. thinks he does not deserve another appointment. Mm. Other stories. Why should NCA National Security League closure of radio stations, media foundation quizzes? And then uh, some persons are deliberately attempting to destroy SML's reputation, according to MP Atachian Star FM. Video and reasonable demands from public make MPs corrupt. This is Kletus Avoka. Mm-hmm. Also, Avergi to Amin Adams, stop mm-hmm. needless stores and get to work. And then, uh, <laughs> Maslock case said in Tamaklo Daniel Axim face judgment April 16. If you go to Class FM, the lead story on that website, Akufa represents Sona today. He also attends late president of Namibia's funeral in Vintuk. And then, of course, a few other stories on launching the National Infection Prevention and Control Strategy. Let's get into the details. Well, if you go to the daily graphic, I yeah. think we should uh, look at SONA. Page right. 13, that's what the president is doing today. Now, the story says that the president will present a message on the state of the nation to parliament today in which he is expected to enumerate some achievements over the last 12 months and spell out the roadmap for a stronger economy under the IMF-backed economic stabilization program the exercise which has become known as the state of the nation address will be the president's penultimate address ahead of his scheduled departure from office on the 7th of january 2025 after two terms and article 67 one of the constitution states that could the president shall at the beginning of each session of parliament and before a dissolution of parliament deliver to parliament a message on the state of the 
nation. So the story goes on on page 20 and it highlights several things. The challenging mm-hmm. year. It looks back on the 2023 mm-hmm. address mm-hmm. and um, focuses on a few other arms and legs that the president is expected to touch on. But just staying with the Daily Graphic quickly, the Ghana Pentecostal and Charismatic Council, yes. Charismatic Council, GPCC, has called on the government to take a second look at the introduction of new taxes mm. and explore alternative revenue mobilization measures. The ecumenical body suggested efforts to widen the direct tax net mm-hmm. and reduce government expenditure to create fiscal space and ultimately ease the economic burden on Ghanaians. And this was carried in the communique issued at the end of its conference of heads of churches and organizations last Friday, and the GPCC said policy measures had to be directed at improving the productive sector mm-hmm. of the economy. Mm. Bernard, page 8 of the new finder says Fintech Innovation Fund coming. This is Dr. Baumia. Closely related to that on the Economy Times, page 12, numerous taxes affecting our operations, Fintech stakeholders. Mm. So on one breath, Dr. Baumia says, uh, has announced that government will establish an innovation fund to promote the development of the financial technology that is fintech industry in Ghana and ensure that startups have greater investor visibility. Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia told stakeholders in the fintech industry at the launch of the Maiden 3i Africa Fintech Summit in Accra mm-hmm. yesterday and acknowledged that, quote, most of the digitalization that we are seeing are homegrown. Mm. It is driven by local fintechs and local IT firms. Mm. The summit set to hold between May 13 to 15, 2024 is themed from innovation to impact, investing in Africa's financial sector to drive Africa's transformation. Meanwhile, the stakeholders are saying that taxes are killing them. Mm-hmm. Some stakeholders within Ghana's financial technology space are bemoaning the rate at which numerous taxes are affecting their operations. According to them, this is affecting the cost of operations, hence the need for the government to reassess the tax regime. Now, Chief Executive Officer of eTransact, John Appiah, he was here some time ago to help with the uh, drive to... Mm-hmm helping the victims of the VRA spillage. Mm -hmm. Now, he says the sector is experiencing massive growth but needs more support to create jobs. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to Joy Business when he commended the Bank of Ghana's efforts in developing the fintech space. However, the complaint is that the taxes are affecting their operations and they want the government to take a look at that. Well, let's get into some uh, manifesto-related news. Uh, Oliver Bakavomawo, who is a private legal practitioner and convener of the Fix the Country movement, has voiced strong criticism towards former President John Mahama and his proposed 24-hour economic, economy policy. Now, in a Facebook post, Bakavomawo described the policy as lacking substance and called it a strange choice for a flagship agenda. Now, if you go to page 2, take proposals for party manifestos, Emmanuel Boni writes that the pre-tertiary teacher unions in the country yesterday launched a document containing their demands for incorporation in the manifestos of political parties. The mm-hmm. unions are the Ghana National Association of Teachers, NAT, and the National Association of Graduate Teachers and the Coalition of Consent Teachers. Now, the 13-page document title demands the political parties on education delivery in Ghana 
um, for consideration into their election manifestos was jointly signed by Thomas Musa, who's the general secretary of NAT, the president of Nagrat, Eric Kabonu, and the president of CCTGH, King Awudu Ali. Mm-hmm. And the demands of the teachers were classified into five thematic areas, looking at teacher unions' view of quality education, school environment, free SHS TVET policy, teacher factor, and teacher deployment so very interesting times there mm. and i'm happy that people are very ready mm. and willing to, to engage to engage right. and there's a sad story on the seventh page of economy times mm. the pack chair is begging for financial support for voter star textiles mm. this is in japong i was there the other time for about town mm. very interesting place now they have been making losses we understand it's on the brink of collapsing mm-hmm. after ending the 2021 financial year with a deficit of 3,105,433 Ghana cities as compared to a deficit of 3,015,925 um, 3, recorded in 2020, representing a decline of 3.0%. Now, Volta Star Textiles Limited, located at Japo in the Volta region, is currently uh, indebted to the Electricity Company of Ghana for the supply of electricity, and that stands at 9.8 million as at the end of 2021. That represents 40% of its total outstanding obligations. The debt yeah. is planned. There's a lot of challenges. Now, let me take you to uh, a few other support. stories. Apenu yeah. Markin says the anti gay bill is questionable, won't yeah. stand test in court. He yes. was speaking on the point of view yesterday. Yeah. Majority leader, like San Apenu Markin, has expressed concern about the constitutionality of the proposed. Promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian values uh, bill, or known as the anti-LGBTQ bill, bill. He he says that it will face significant legal and constitutional challenges if it were to be sent to the Supreme Court. He reiterated his concerns during an interview on the point of view. He also said that he prefers to be in Parliament than to get a ministerial appointment, and he believes that we should not necessarily force the president to choose half of his ministers from Parliament because that affects parliament's independence and effectiveness now still on the same website citynewsroom.com legalize our operations or we'll boycott 2024 elections okada riders are not happy the okada riders association have threatened to boycott this coming election if the government fails to legalize its operations the general secretary of association abdul razak says the government must pay heed to their concern as it is the source of income for youth in the family they say police harass them too much and that they should be legalized finally on that website Oforia Test Senior Presidential Advisor Portfolio Unnecessary. Kwame Pienim yeah. has been quoted as having said this. Now, leading member of the MPP and an economist, Mr. Kwame Pienim, has voiced his appointment of a recent appointment of Ken Oforiata, former finance minister, senior presidential advisor, and special envoy for international trade by the president. Fatima Abubakar, the minister designated for inform, uh, information, <clears throat> defended the reassignment of Oforiata to a new portfolio, highlighting his undeniable ability. Mm to provide valuable advice in the financial sector. However, Mr. Kwan Pionim countered this by stating that the advice of the former finance minister is not necessary hmm. as the country does not require its services. Hmm. Pionim also noted that Ofriata was the one who got Ghana export from the European market. He's the person who led us into the financial economic crisis that we are in. We haven't been here before. There has never been a time when Ghana has not been able to pay its bills and we are not going to start paying them until 2025. This is the same guy who gets us kicked out of the European market. <laughs> How can he be an envoy? He was speaking in an interview on Joy FM. But uh, there's a headline on that particular. It says, we don't have an economy. So what is he going to advise on? PNE on operators. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Is that what he said? We don't have an economy. Now, there's a story here. Unreasonable demands from public make MPs oh. corrupt. Let's <laughs> is speaking. Yeah. This is uh, 
סטאר FM, MP for Zebela, Calculus Avocas, Blim, and reasonable demands on lawmakers by the public and socially constituents for the corruption in the legislature. In an interview with EIB Network, parliamentary correspondent Ibrahim Alassan, the Zebela MP, who has been in parliament for 24 years, pointed out that demands from the public make it practically impossible not to be corrupt. He disclosed that many MPs are using their position for business rather than engaging in lawmaking. The pressmen should have been fighting for the what? MPs. They should have been <laughs> defending the MPs every day, Momo. Every day, Momo. <laughs> is that when someone is going to marry self? Is Somebody is Momo. sick <laughs> and has to go to the hospital. You have to send Momo. Somebody is going to do wedding. You have to send Momo. They are going to do outdoor and they are asking for Momo. They are asking for school fees and whatnot. Many of us lose the election or primaries not because we are not doing well, but because we are not giving Momo. How do you give money out? How do you give money out if you come and stay in parliament for eight hours debating? You are debating five or eight hours. You go home in the evening to sleep. The following day, you have no money to send. You have to go out and look for money. He lamented. Ask whether the development is the basis for the assertion of the former Nadoli Kalio MP that all MPs are corrupt. The former interior minister answered in affirmative. If I'm not corrupt, how can I maintain my seat? You have to be corrupt in one way or the other. You have to look for more resources. If you have to look for more resources, you have to go out, do some work or for a contractor. As a lawyer, maybe prepare a bill or do this or do that. That is a serious thing. Mami Momo. Business. All right. Now, they said Ghana is missing from the top 11 list. Now, Ghana is missing from the top, from the list of top 11 countries in Africa projected to experience strong economic performance forecast of 8.5% on average this year. This is because the country, which is under an IMF bailout program, is projected to end this year with growth less than 4%, albeit higher than was or had been projected by the Bretton Woods Institution. According to the African Development Bank Group, mm. the top 11 countries to record strong growth this year are Niger, Senegal, Libya, Rwanda, Ethiopia, Benin, Djibouti, mm. Tanzania, Togo, and Uganda. Let's end with the Canadian story. Yes, Bernard, the family of the Ghanaian killed in Canada seeks justice as oh. GoFundMe campaign rakes in $35,000. Gifty Arthur is writing mm. that the family of a Ghanaian immigrant who was gruesomely shot and killed in Toronto, Canada oh. back in Ghana is seeking justice for their loved one who apparently was the breadwinner. The family in Kwawuma in the Ashanti region which is yet to come to terms with mm. the devastating news mm. is pleading with both Ghanaian and Canadian authorities to find the killers of their mm. son who oh. left behind four children. I cannot fight this battle. Save me, Lord. Akwesi, how do I cater for these children? Mm. The wife of the deceased told the media. So that's the really, video. really um, tragic story. Yeah. Uh, well, a few stories. Nigeria is going through a currency crisis. Bloomberg is leading with about four stories on this. Nigeria is clamping down on forex traders amid persistent naira woos all right and basically officials are taking steps to clamp down uh, on um, crypto sites for example they are banning crypto sites for hitting the naira it's a very interesting write-up on that then there's also a story on that same website chocolate and cosmetics face price jolt from cocoa supply chain law this new regulation which is meant to stop deforestation is further pushing prices higher meanwhile Ghana's cocoa production it's probably at an all-time low. Mm. So that's a story they did an analysis on as well. Crazy. We'll leave it here. Gentlemen, thank you yes. for the newspaper review. Yes. Coming thank up next better. is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. City Business News next brought to you by MTN. 
spice this up this Valentine season to qualify. Just make bill payments and Momo transactions with your Momo app or Momo USSD code, which is star 170 hash. You could win a two night stay at a luxurious four star hotel or a resort for you and your partner. To enter the raffle, be one of the 16 lucky couples. Simply pay for goods and services using your Momo app or pay with the Momo USSD. Love is complicated, but the promo is simple. Use your Momo to buy stuff and win big. News is also brought to you by Goyle and... This is also brought to you by Old Mutual. 10 years of greatness in Ghana. Here for a lifetime. Ashika Sis is joining us. City Business News. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Access Bank and Old Mutual. My name is Nashika Siza. Coming up, Bank of Ghana pushes for more investment within financial technology space to accelerate economic innovation and expansion. Also coming up, Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana call on Finance Minister Dr. Amin Adam to provide tax relief to the sector during media budget review. Let's now settle for the details of our stories. The Bank of Ghana is pushing for more investment within the financial technology space to drive economic innovation and expansion. According to the Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison, though some progress has been made with the government's digitalization agenda, more needs to be done as lack of funding keeps stemming the growth of the fintech movement. Speaking at the launch of the 3i Africa Summit 2024, Dr. Addison noted that this will help unleash the full potential of fintech startups to contribute meaningfully to the economic development of the African continent. We have an advantage in the digitization race as Africans. This is due to the bulging youthful population who are tech-savvy, the high mobile phone penetration, the consistent expansion of mobile network assets, and more importantly, the rising homegrown fintech solutions. These immense opportunities provide fertile grounds for accelerating digitalization. And while these are commendable, it is important to highlight the potential negative impact of a lack of requisite investments in African fintechs, which could have on innovations and the scalability of solutions to achieve the desired impact. And to a great degree, the lack of funding can significantly stunt the growth of fintech movement in several ways. Without sufficient capital, brilliant ideas and prototypes of fintech startup solutions with the potential to address the diverse financial service needs have failed to progress to production. Furthermore, a fintech is only as strong as its members, and in that vein, a lack of funding could ultimately impact its ability to attract and retain premium talent. That was the governor of the central bank, Dr. Ernest Addison. Now the impact of the Russian-Ukraine war is being felt in Ghana, with rising food inflation and high fuel prices being partly attributed to the conflict. Ghana relies on crude oil, chemical fertilizers and other grains and cereals from the war infections, leading to increased cost in these sectors. As the war enters its second year, stakeholders in the local economy are voicing concerns about the long-term effect. There is a growing 
call for sustainable policies that will steer Ghana's economy on the right path. Anthony Morrison is the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana and he's been speaking to City Business News. Using the same scenario, if our economy and agriculture sector was strong and robust, we wouldn't have felt it. The reason why we are feeling it is because and the agriculture sector hasn't performed over the past eight years. The population of the country keeps rising and we are estimated to be hitting 42 million people in the next 10 years. Meanwhile, budgetary allocation for the agriculture sector has barely crossed the 1.5% mark of the total national budgetary allocation. The program here is our own underlying factor. Our national policies are not aligned to our priorities as a country. Government has failed over the years to make substantial public funding for the agriculture sector. And uh, we, we do not have a more uh, coordinated approach in harmonizing agriculture programs and projects. You have the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana, Anthony Morrison, speaking there. Now, the Industrial and Commercial Workers Union of the Trades Union Congress, TUC, is urgently calling on the government to relieve some four state institutions currently under distress. The ICU says companies like Aluworks, Volta Star Textile Company, Neoplan Ghana and the Produce Buying Company have laid off over 4,000 workers as of 2023. The General Secretary of the ICU, Morgan Ayawine tells City Business News the government must intervene to address the situation. These are state-owned enterprises under government. So if we are talking about the unemployment situation and government has a a policy or a deliberate policy or a, a program or a plan to deal with the mirage of economic challenges in, in our country, including uh, unemployment situation. This government has been very, very vociferous in the area of wanting to deal with the, the unemployment challenges in our country. Morgan Ayawine is the General Secretary of the Industrial and Commercial Workers Union of the TUC. Away from that, the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana is urging the Finance Minister, Dr. Amin Adam, to use the media budget review in providing tax reliefs to the sector. The association wants the minister to reduce the rate of a number of taxes while reiterating calls for the scrapping of the COVID-19 levy. Executive Secretary of the Association, Samson Asakia Wingibet, has been speaking to City Business News. Well, I expect him to abolish the, the 1% COVID levy in his mid-year budget review. That will be a legacy for him. I expect him to abolish the 2% import levy, special import levy that has been running in our books since 2017 to date, and that could be a legacy for him. I expect him to, to scrap up the upfront tax at the port, the 2.5 VAT upfront tax, and I expect him to reduce the, the VAT rate currently at the port which is 15 to 12.5. That's what I expect him to do. Samson Asakia Wingabit is the Executive Secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana. Now, though, the new Minister of Works and Housing, Kojo Ponkuma, has charged the Ghana Real Estate Agency Council to collaborate with relevant stakeholders in the real estate industry to address issues of money laundering. He emphasized the importance of proactive measures to prevent money laundering activities within the sector, urging the council to work closely with other stakeholders to ensure compliance with regulations 
regulations and promote transparency in real estate transactions. The sector minister, Kojo Ponkuma, spoke in a media interaction after he told the new head office of the Ghana Real Estate Agency Council, which is currently under construction. Today, first of all, the collection of property rates has been ceded back to the assemblies to manage. But as I mentioned, all the actors in the value chain and all the interactions and dealings are supposed to help tidy up the real estate sector. Even issues dealing with money laundering and uh, people using property to hide wealth, etc. So that you can't even trace who owns this property, let alone take the necessary uh, rates upon it. Are things that will fall under the purview of this council. That was the Minister of Works and Housing, Kojo Ponkuma. For his part, the CEO of the Ghana Real Estate Agency Council, Nana Otu Texan, assured of the council's commitment to sharing data with the district and municipal authorities to aim to enhance efforts in collecting property tax. Directly, we would not be responsible for building rates, but the data that we collect would inure to the benefit of the uh, municipal and district assemblies because they would know. I think one problem we have now is, for instance, if a property is sold, there is no way for the local assembly to know who it has been sold to. So they keep sending the bills, perhaps to somebody who has passed away, and whoever is in the building refuses to pay, and it goes on and on. So we would have the data. And one of the bases which we are trying to do with our online cloud-based system is to identify each property in Ghana with a unique number. That is what GRA is using for rent tax. And with that base, we can identify every property and know what is happening. And that would inure to the benefit of the district assembly. That was the CEO of the Ghana Real Estate Agency Council, Nana Otu Texan. Now to some other stories. As the country gears up to the polls, the Africa Center for Tax Policy Research is calling on political parties to outline detailed strategies in their manifestos to ensure effective tax compliance within the informal sector. The organization also wants political parties to profile ways to increase efficient tax collection within the sector by leveraging technology, simplifying tax filing processes, and dealing with tax evasion. Francis Timorboy is a tax consultant with the center. We have seen the Abosokai people complaining that GRA has mounted people, their offices in their, in their shops. That is not how it's supposed to be. And that's what we are asking the political parties to tell us. What are your strategies to ensure that tax compliance is enhanced without intimidation? Taxes have been passed. Parliament passed the law. So when they pass the law, GRA is supposed to collect the taxes. But Political parties come, and for example, the informal sector, we are unable to do anything there. It's maybe, maybe for political reasons. So we need some detailed strategies to, for us voters to understand what are you going to do, particularly the informal sector. And again, we want to understand how are they intending to leverage on technology? How are they intending to simplify the tax filing process and the compliance process for people who are not, you know, tax experts? You heard Francis Timoboy, tax consultant with the Africa Center for Tax Policy Research. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade among themselves, the dollar stayed at 12 cities, 39 pesos. It recorded no price change. The British pound gained a peso and is selling at 15 cities, 72 pesos. The euro also gained 5 pesos and is selling at 13 cities, 45 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling at 12 
12 cities 90 pesos, while the British pound could be sold to you at 15 cities 75 pesos, and the euro is going for 13 cities 50 pesos. And that's it for the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Access Bank, and Old Mutual. My name is Nashika Siza. Do have a great business day. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. There she comes, everybody make way. Oh, Sawana, only you that make my day. Outside, only me lonely. 7.15 City Breakfast Show It's Tuesday 27th of February Fast approaching the end of the month Don't forget the Heritage Caravan Setting off On the 3rd Sunday the 3rd of March Around the country In 8 days Can't wait for that But let's talk about football Let's talk about athletics Let's talk about sports the show is proud to be associated with kickoff. We have reduced our interest rates from now till April 30 in the Lesheho back to school promotion. We've reduced our rates for payroll loans significantly. Apply for a back to school loan today to send out the families or to sort out the family's educational needs. Call Kafri on 0270-040-799 or 0270-040-733. Lesheho, let's improve life. Segment is also brought to you by Shell. There is a simple truth about love drives us to give off our very best that's the same way shell drives your car to peak performance every car loves shell with over 100 years of innovation you won't just be buying any fuel but the most advanced fuels which save you money in the long run drive into a shell station today and fuel up your car with shell fuels designed for engine efficiency go well Right, it's Tuesday morning. Get your fair with the very latest and uh, kickoff on the City Breakfast Show. Uh, coming up this morning, Mohamed Kudu start for West Ham United last night against Brentford at the London Stadium in the English Premier League match week 26. Also, we get to hear from MP for not the tone, Samuel Okujito Blackwa, and the alleged budget for the 13th African Games. All of that plus some reactions from Doma, where Summer Tech's 1996 picked up. She was three points of Indiana FC. All right, many, many thanks for choosing City 97.3. We start off with this. We're not torn. Member of Parliament, uh, Samuel Kujito Blackwell, has expressed shock at the purported operational costs for the 13th African Games, calling them mind-boggling. Now, in, in an interview with uh, Maru Sander on Eyewitness News, he revealed a $48 million increase in operational expenses for the upcoming event scheduled for March 8th to uh, March 23 in Accra, the tournament will also serve as qualifiers for the 2024 Olympic Games in seven disciplines. We have been asking ourselves, I mean, between December and February, what has happened? Uh, what is the 
cataclysmic shift. What has been so earth-shattering that suddenly 100 million cities, which is a very handsome amount, is, is, is no longer adequate, that they intend to spend 602 million Ghana cities. And you, 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 you look at it critically, it means that for the 18 days, every day, they intend to spend 33.4 million Ghana cities. And you have to put all of this in proper context. Look at the state of the Ghanaian economy. We are not in a good place. We are at the IMF, desperately seeking a bailout. All right, so that's a member of parliament for North Town, Samuel Kujitwa Blackwa, speaking to Maru Sanda yesterday on Eyewitness News. So, waiting on the LOC, uh, they say they are going to issue a statement regarding um, the alleged figures that have come out. Uh, we start with the, the 13th African Games, this time in South Football. And the Black Princesses have commenced their training campaign, kept costing preparation for the upcoming games. Uh, notable players like Abdullah Mukarama and Salanya Meche from Azakia's Ladies have been summoned for. The preparation is now under the guidance of coach Yusuf Bazigi. The team is set to begin their campaign on March 9 against Ethiopia at the Cape Coast Sports Stadium, followed by matches against uh, Tanzania and also uh, Uganda in Group A. Well, we had to domain on, and that's uh, the Ghana Premier League because our FC Summertex 1996 triumph over Diana Stars to extend their lead. At the summit, two five points. The win left Summertex atop of the Premier League standings with uh, 35 points, uh, five ahead of Indiana FC and Swatchman, who are second and third on the table. We hear from head coach New Dean Amadou. Uh, not bad, but we, we have done the needful. And then they did well tactically, and then we took our chances. And so it was a, a, a good win for us. What worked right for you guys today? Uh, it's sucking them mentally and then making them believe in themselves, self-belief, and then playing to take our instructions and then issuing some technical, psychological elements of the game on the pitch. You know, second half, we had, they had to come on it. We knew that definitely, but they have to be tough. All right, so that's uh, her coach for Samatex Table Toppers. Uh, New Dean Amadou speaking after that big win against Diana uh, FC. On the part of Diana, uh, their head coach is Yari Champo. And this is what he had to see after they lost to Samatex. Uh, I think I'm satisfied with the performance, especially in the second half. But uh, we considered very early and it made the game very difficult for us. Your substitution seemed to have paid off, but I get the feeling it was too late for them to have taken over the game. Yeah, like I said, uh, we made a mistake for them to have scored earlier. So it, it made the game very difficult for us. So that's the football. All right, so uh, that's Zayari Champon, who is the head coach for Indiana FC, speaking after the loss to Summertex 1996 in the Ghana Premier League. Away from the Premier League, let's head to the London Stadium. Kudos. Bowen! History for Jared Bowen. After 16 career doubles, he's got a treble. And at a very important time for West Ham United. Crossed by Kudus. It comes out to Emerson. Shoot is the cry. Shoot, he does! A sensational shot. And there's no coming back for Brentford now.
Alright, so it was Jared Bowen. Uh, he scored a hat trick as West Ham picked up their first win of 2024 with a crashing 4-2 victory over Brentford at the London Stadium on Monday Night Football. Mohamed Kudus grabbed an assist in that game. And so what it means for West Ham is that it's a result that emphatically ends a run of six games without a win for David Moyer's side with their last on December 28th and one that means that the Bees remain at the heart of relegation battle with uh, 12 games to play. We are from West Ham's hero, Jared Bowen. Yeah, incredible. Um, you know, a win, first hat-trick, um, a reaction that we that we needed from recent weeks. So yeah, really a really good night, but I think we've got to build on this. Got to, you know, it's it's one result. It's not you know loads different. It's one result that we've got to, got to build on and keep keep winning games. If we score one goal like that tonight, I think we'd have been pleased. But we scored four absolute worldies. Yeah, and I think that's what you know we've probably lacked in the recent weeks is you know getting those chances and putting them away. Ultimately, I think we've had a few chances. We haven't been clinical enough, you know, myself included. And you know, tonight it was totally changed. We scored four, but we probably had lots more opportunities where we could score as well. But yeah, really, really good night. All right, so that's the West Ham's Jared Bowen speaking there. We've got some FA Cup action tonight. Bournemouth take on Leicester City at the Vitality Stadium. Uh, Blackburn will face Newcastle United same time. Luton take on Manchester City at the Kenilworth Road at 8pm. And the City are the FA Cup holders. And they take on Luton who are looking to cause a stage and upset against uh, Manchester City. Uh, but here's uh, Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola. Uh, I told you many times. I did from the beginning, you know. September, October and on the... People say we have we are not consistent enough, we are not doing that, and I was completely disagree. They can do it because I I I enjoy a lot being here in front of you, defend my players when I see what they do. For me they can do to me, to me personally, I prove it many years. So I'm going to change the way you play because you are in England when the first season we don't win. Uh, what happened that type to me is not a problem. But when I see the players playing that way and say, no, I'm consistent in the beginning, they are already there, I said, mm-mm, it's not true. It's not true. And they prove it again. All right, so there's a Manchester City boss, Pep Guardiola speaking there. Well, off the pitch uh, for City, Oscar Ball passed sign a new five-year contract to stay with the citizens until the summer of 2029. The 20-year-old Norway forward has made 16 appearances for this uh, City uh, team this term with his last-minute Premier League winner at Newcastle, one of his two goals for Pep Guardiola's side. On the part of Everton, uh, they have their ten-point deduction for breaching the Premier League's profitability and sustainability rules, reduced to six points after uh, the appeal that was heard yesterday. Everton was sanctioned by an independent commission on November 17 after being found to have exceeded permitted losses by £19.5 million over an assessment period ending with a 2021-22 season and that's it for kickoff this morning on the city breakfast show kickoff was probably brought to you by shell and the shell for more sports stories you can head to citysportsonline.com and on x at city sports jha on youtube it's a city sports gonna be back at later at 5 p.m with sports flash my name is gabby Offer. enjoy the rest of your day do take care of yourself and bye-bye 97.3 more variety this is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
10 o'clock. Lots of birthday requests coming in today. Happy 60th birthday to Catechist Mrs. Jimaima Buamponsem of the Resurrection Congregation of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, Agbogba. An assistant headmistress of Amasaman Senior Technical School from her husband, Kweku Apia Buamponsem. And the children, Kweku Nanaya and Mamikuya. We love you and may God keep you strong for many more years to come. God bless you. Because I can do it. Him to the rock, to the backbone, the magajia, the wife, the mother, the grandmother, the unmatched and unrivaled, the amazing Amazia Adu is 70 today. We are a queen amongst women. We love you to the very ends of the earth and beyond. Have a wonderfully blessed day. With all the love we have in our hearts from your husband, Stevie Nyante, your four children and your eight grandchildren. All right, so that's to... Amazia Edu. Happy 50th to the lovely Gifty Otuya Apia, aka Mami Apia, from your daughter Abba Florence. God bless you, Mami, and grant you all your heart's desires. I love you so much. Happy birthday to my son Samuel Huese Butchwe, three years old today. Wishing him an awesome birthday from your dad Jonathan Agbesi Butchwe in Kasua. Harrison Ahogba Thanking God for another year For God expanding his coast Establishing his feet And exalting his horn And preserving his life Harrison Ahogba Celebrating his birthday Happy glorious to Mr. Harry Boachi 
general manager of HR Boachi Ventures, key distributor for Guinness Ghana Breweries, Dan Soman and Accra. And global president of the Kumasi Academy Past Students, Kumaka Past Students Association. Wishing you good health, divine wisdom, and more prosperous years ahead. Happy birthday to my beautiful and adorable wife, Jane Apia Fukuo of GH Post Koforidua EMS section from your husband Osekwami of Sutesco. Do you know Sutesco? <laughs> Sutesco. Do you do? Sutesco. No, is this is this whom technical? <laughs> Whatever. We're steady, right? Sutesco. Bernard, today is Dennis Miracles Abwaji's birthday. Oh, yeah. It's also the birthday of Mr. David Osewusu, mm. Institute of Local Government Studies. Mm. Happy birthday to Dan Kwekubochu yesterday. It's funny. These are all local government gurus. So, so they all be major Dan Bochu celebrated his birthday yesterday. Oh, it escaped us. Mm. Happy birthday to you, General. Mm. And then, Dennis, you know, funny, Dennis was the MCE for equapim north mm, and then for some strange reason he was removed but look at what he's doing now yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, oh he's, he's a miraculous guy miracle i think he runs one of the local government agencies oh, be me, man, he's been quite exemplary in his leadership yeah. there and i think now he's the spokesperson for the baumia campaign yeah. you know you cannot push down a good guy for too long yeah, yeah, he'll come yeah, again because yeah. i remember i think it was 20 19 or so uh, when and we just woke up and they say oh he has been he has uprooted him like we were doing a project with him we we're mm. doing the maze project oh, he gave us land oh, oh charlie they just come out the guy politics is something you know, you know politics is something but he's back you know back sometimes sometimes the ones that are i mean one of my favorite mcs and i'll say this here uh, Clement Wilkinson. I think he has been removed. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I think so. no, I think no, no, he's still. Oh, he was not. Oh no, there, oh, there, oh, there. Ah, no, no, no. Yes, Clement is still there. Oh, yeah. no, no, okay, no, no. It's, 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 I think it's Kumo. Adumwa and Kumo. Yes, it's, Kumo. So, was so, so, yeah, so it's, it's Adumwa. Adumwa, Adenta. Adumwa, Kumo. Kumo, Kumo is Ga South. I think. So they they bought them. Oh yeah, Clement now a thing. So Clement is still there. But I know who Clement Wilkinson reminds me of. No. He he reminds me of Foucault Van Dapo in a strange way. It is not you know in the same stature. Uh-huh. But you know, he has this his approach. He's like he's always there. You come. He, you know, even if the thing is bad, he will still come. <laughs> you know, you go and sit on air and say some funny thing. But he'll still come on air. You know, I like him for that reason. So I remember the time he came to do our tomato factory yeah, campaign. Yeah. Which? Recently he went to say something. <laughs> Ah, Fred, is 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 Wilkinson still on at post? Oh yeah, he is. I met him over the weekend. Okay, but let me ask people of Ghana West: Are you happy with your MC? <laughs> you know, you know. What, one of the things I don't understand is how, what 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 basis they used to sack the people or appoint them because the president yeah. just sacked like twenty eight of them. Yeah. And I thought somewhere, I, I, for me. I use I'm a journalist, right? So I use media visibility. So I could be wrong. Mm. Right? I could be wrong in if you're an MC in a community that we don't hear of you, me, I think Charlie, you don't know. But maybe I don't know. But he was just sucked. Bernard, before we go get into all of that, you know, we yeah. forgot to do this for our brother, senior man, Moses Fo. I'm winning, brother oh, Fo. 
Oh, uh, you know, was uh, it Sunday? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He yeah, he, he turned sixty on Sunday and held a church service to that effect. Wow. Uh, but we 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 had compelling uh, reasons to be absent because one of our colleagues yes, yes. lost the 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 father. So we're and, engaged. Yeah, we engaged. So, uh, brother Fo, you are a distinguished broadcaster and lawyer in many 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 respects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you taught you 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 taught me uh, Ghana legal systems at the uh-huh. Ghana School of Did you Law. Pass? Oh yes, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I've never had to receive any exam in my life. To the glory of God. To the glory of God. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, brother Fu, uh, yeah. you are an inspiration in many ways. Of course, yeah. there are points where we diverge, yeah. but you have done so much for this industry. Mm. You have honed so many skills. You have yeah. improved so many people in diverse ways, yeah. and it is because of you that sports journalism is where it is today. In large part because you contributed your quota yeah. to making it what it you is. know it's funny how watching moses from winning on legendary nights mm-hmm. on sports mm-hmm. Yeboa, mm-hmm. Ship, ship, not so much carl carl was more the pundit the pundit yeah okay i'm talking more the presenter so okay. moses had a show called legendary fights mm-hmm. And his analytical approach to the oh, boxing. He made boxing sound so intellectual. Yeah. You know, he was talking about the jab. Uh-huh. He's just working the body. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the <laughs> uppercut. That's right. You know, and then they, they, I, oh, I learned all those things. Oh, yeah, from I him. mean, yeah. that's true. I used to yeah. watch that back in the day. Yeah. Late and all of that. How he would discuss the fight. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, yes. he would so, discuss so Ali. He would discuss Ali, Ali. Ali Foreman. Foreman Ali the rumble in the jungle. Joe Frazier. You know, and he would talk about the resilience of Ali. Mm-hmm. I mean, Moses was great. Yeah, and in, in his English suit. Yeah, he's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Prof, I salute you. I salute you. All right, so 741. Uh, there are so many things we'll talk about today. Um, I just remember something you said that's just funny. When you said you've not failed an exam in your life, mm. you know. What's the toughest paper you've written? The toughest exam you've ever written? Uh, the toughest? Charlie? I think my I, first crack at international law was was tough. This was a master's. Yes, my master's. Kale, were you? It was psychostats. Psychostats. Yeah. A lot of you that ask people don't like psychostats. Yeah, Why is it so difficult? Because the lecturer too was, you know, had a yeah. reputation. The lecturer was a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lecturer was a psycho. <laughs> no, he was very for you know. He. Wait, what is psychostats, by the way? This is psychology f- uh, statistics Psy- for psychology students. You know, mm-hmm. Bernard, I always okay. say that okay. for a lot of people and the reason why so is this so is this probability or just normal statistics no, this, Statistical is, methods. This, this is statistics but then um so this was statistics for psychology students right so how you apply those tools so basically. that when you are doing research you can get it basically, basically. yeah i was just saying that you know subjects like math and french people are always scared or have a bad relationship with it because of the teachers mm. yeah i had a german trained accounting lecturer at warwick mm-hmm for my management accounting that's right sky <laughs> you know w- when an englishman is walking from Accra to kumasi it's a straight line <laughs> when a german is walking in accounting from Accra to kumasi you go and pass to him and you branch to latte Game cool. before you, you <laughs> hey my brother <laughs> sky i <laughs> some girl was even crying there's <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, some, some, some lady oh, a canadian lady in the, she was crying that's right. Hey, me, I put the paper down. I said, I, I said pray. <laughs> I said, God, you see, God, I'm from a, 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 I'm from a village. I've come here. You didn't bring me here to be. <laughs> I was so going to say, Richard, 
you know the funny thing? The lecturer was such a nice guy. <laughs> but the teaching, no. He was such a nice guy. He was always telling us, oh, mm. let's, ah, but this man, how can he be so wicked? <laughs> like, wait, what did he bring in the exam? Do I even remember? You know, the preamble was on way. I didn't understand the preamble. <laughs> <laughs> this is Charlie. I'm on scholarship. I'm a radio presenter from Ghana. <laughs> I know my baby. Pressure. Hey, Richard. You know, I always say that exam. Some of my exam. I mean, some of my favorite. Things, not like I mean, looking back now, I laugh. But the post-exam chatter. That's, yeah. that's one cracks me up. Like somebody should explain to me why German. You know, I've dealt with donors as well. Mm. So when I'm doing like when I'm managing a fund, mm-hmm. and, and the people give me people the money as Germans. Mm-hmm. Scratch card, which animal he received is any like I bought those days. They used to sell Momo, mm-hmm. the one they scratch. The, 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 the when, time. when you are doing the accounting, you you clip you clip the Momo, the, <laughs> vo- the red vo- um, <laughs> Vodafone, clip it to the thing <laughs> wow. hey, to chop a German's money. It's hey. difficult. Tell management accounting, Allah. Warwick Business School. <laughs> Billy, you won't do it again. Oh, I prayed. Oh, my lord. Even you come I said, who sent me here? Why did I, why, why did I come here? You could be back home doing other things. <laughs> you know, somebody advised me to do financial accounts. I said, oh, no, financial accounting. I don't. I want to do management accounts because mm. more useful as a tool, like, like today. To be fair, it's helped me. All right. Mm. So they've given me some accounts today to discuss with Omani and Onana. Mm. Because of management accounting, I can understand a few things. Mm-hmm. But I was tough. And the, the lecture I was training in Germany. Mm-hmm. And he came and he was speaking some funny English. B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there's something about the the. I mean, in the in the other world. I mean, when you go to the UK, mm-hmm. it was so easy to see people once they cannot address the questions, they get up and leave. Hey, they will tell you that the student. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he will tell you. Uh, he's not going uh, to stress himself. He, he can answer uh, it, uh, so he will get up and leave. But we the so you have to do people who sit down. Bani Akun has set economics for you. He said you must three or four. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you say you can't answer. You are going. He is happy to receive the paper. Wow. Hey me, I'm not want to receive. <laughs> I want to finish and go. Said, Richard, you know, I'm leaving. Hey. Oh, he'll get up and leave because he. Another paper I wrote eh, mm. when they tell you that it's an open book, it's a trick. <laughs> because uh, you end up wasting all your time. They call it modeling and um, analysis. Uh-huh. Oh, I just say, come bring your book. Uh-huh. You even have the time to look in the book. <laughs> Sky, I brought the book, I couldn't open it. Which part of the book? <laughs> the, book <laughs> the modeling question oh, is not, exactly. it's not like. True and Paul. It's not there. They created some scenario. They said we should model. I said, me model. Say, am I clear? You know, <laughs> but my, my dad told me a story. He said mm-hmm. when he was at tech, yeah. you know, art student, mm-hmm. uh, I think he did graphics and things. So mm-hmm. they had this particular lecturer. Mm-hmm. During the exam, he walks in. Yeah, okay. He take the exam <laughs> question. I hope you know your feeling. <laughs> Those attempting question two know that you have already failed. Those attempting question two, you have already failed. So, uh, this is what you do. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, so when you start answering questions, too, like you are halfway through that, you stop all that. You know the other thing about exams that I find so funny. Uh-huh. Looking back is when 
the ventilator or maybe the teacher <laughs> is so, you are writing the paper. Come and check that thing. Then he walks around and says, hmm. Then he looks, looks, looks on the answer sheet. It's that hmm. It's that hmm. okay. Some people will say that. Seriously. I'm a real criminal law exam in the UK. Mm. Criminal procedure. Bernard, if you look at the book, the, 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 the procedure book. It's very big. It's huge. Together with civil procedure. When you look at the you you run away. It's, mm. very, it's about four times the Bible, the regular hey. Bible. And you need to know case law. So how do you, you learn such those, a thing? How do you prefer such a thing? Like, is it group like, discussion? Is it chew and pour is it you, you have it? to chew you have to pour you need to know them by heart you need to know where to reach out to and extract a certain information you take that to the exam you will not even have the time to open it so when they say open book is a trick it's when i challenge you'll be shaking like this. you you carry you you have labeled sections so you when you look at you know you know the, the stickers that we know the, the, the sticky yeah. note papers that we normally yeah. use how you line them properly with this yeah. is on this this is on bail this is on yeah. this this is on that but you even have the time mm. to open it but but i'll, I'll say something though our educational system is not that bad you know mm. I went to work with uh, economics from Legon, mm. and work is a very tough school, right? Yeah. And they used to say, "Oh, Legon, two and poor, da 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 da." Charlie, and there were people from different parts of the world, though, but I was able to survive. Oh. And yeah. me, I had me in school. I left school in two thousand and four, and I went to two thousand and eight. So four years of not four being in school, ago, but I was able to survive. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I mean, reading subjects are very easy for Ghanaians mm-hmm. because Ghana, we know how to. Like there was an economics book called Prof and Figures. I chewed the book. Like basically, I I could remember everything in the yes, book. When they wake you up, you uh-huh. so, so a lot of times when they say, "Oh, like <coughs> chew and point to defile," because guy, if you can't remember, how can you apply it? Yeah, that's the issue. So, so it, don't chew and pour. It's about understanding it. And yeah, then internalizing. But chewing is good because you you understand you can remember it. Yeah. yeah, but the problem with chewing is that if you forget a line, everything else goes. No, away. it depends on how you chew it. So I chew slowly <laughs> <laughs> because I use mnemonics. For example, eh, okay. I have this yeah. mnemonics I use. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm trying to five factors that affect. So let me say, downward insurance have five policies: mm-hmm. motor, fire, accident, public liability. Mm-hmm. So I write M F A P. Yeah. So yes. So M for moto, <laughs> F for fire, A for accident, P for public liability. Yeah, maybe, if you don't understand what P is for, then you ask. No, I mean, I think no, but if you, I, I think so, everybody learns differently. So if, when he writes it that way, he knows what it is. He will remember M F A P. So moto, fire, accident, public liability. So now, so by the time uh, the question comes, you start before writing. I answer, that I just write M F A P. Now I need to remember, then what? I can apply it. Uh-huh, that's what it is. So it depends on the question the guy asks you, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like we've made Q and Paul. I, you know we have to be nuanced here we have to be nuanced here because guy law mm-hmm. how can you how can you apply a law you don't remember yeah if you if you are if you don't remember the first yeah. rule is that you yeah. should be able to remember so when people denigrate you and poor i don't know what they are trying to say it's like unless they are saying that the people chew without understanding but you cannot chew effectively you understand 
Yeah, you see, sometimes it is about chewing and just pouring without applying. So in in, in the law class, they will tell you that it is about issue, rules, application, and conclusion. Mm -hmm. So what is the issue? Issue, the rules application so the rules is what you remember uh-huh. now so you need to remember the rules all and the how they, and, rules. and how they apply uh-huh, the exceptions and then now you apply to the facts of the case uh-huh. or the scenario that you have been given and then you draw conclusions based on all the analysis that you have done so my friend and nigerian will say that okay his is mnemonic as you say mm-hmm. johnny cannot go to school without a teacher mm-hmm. so johnny j means some case mm-hmm. To, so, yeah, and he will tell you that that is about 80 cases, but that's brilliant. <laughs> but you see, that's what I'm saying. Now, we the Africans, the Nigerians, the Ghanaians, sometimes we make it seem like the way Americans approach education. I'll tell you something rope learning mm-hmm. is what Japanese do, the Chinese, rope learning is what the Chinese do. Now, do you has, have the Japanese been left behind in creativity? No, I mean, what cars dominate the world today? Japanese have have taken over. So I think sometimes the Western narrative of liberal education unfairly denigrates the role of rote learning. You know, I was reading Lee Kuan Yew talking to this guy, Fari Zakaria, and Fari was trying to make an argument that, oh, uh, societies that are more liberal have been more creative. And he was talking about England in the Renaissance, Netherlands, as against like the Catholic countries. Mm-hmm. And it was making an argument that the more liberal your education, the more creative. And he finds as well, so what, how, how do you explain Japan? How do you explain Korea? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't wrote learning. They don't answer back to the teacher. I was watching a table tennis game between a Chinese guy and a French guy yesterday. The Chinese are good when it comes to repetition. <coughs> repetition is part of learning. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think we should adopt a learning method that fits our personality and culture. Yeah. Let's not blindly follow. Yes, Western education has its values, right? Applying knowledge, being creative in your thinking. But if you look at how the Asians have competed, discipline, the discipline yeah. of repetition. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I survived with road learning. You also did. Oh, yeah. So, next time you two survive. The first thing you do in the example, if you know that you forget a a certain set of cases, Mm -hmm. the first thing you do, and you are sure that this Mm -hmm. would certainly make it. About dropping. The moment you get the exam paper, you turn it, and and then you start dropping what you have. So, you have written it down. Then now you go, you breathe in, breathe out, and then now you go into actually yeah. look at yeah. the question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then when you look at the question, you know that, okay, this one applies to this, this applies to that, this applies to that. Mm. And then you now start Apply. application. Yeah. And so, but whilst I'm not saying that we don't need creativity, I need to be balanced there. What I'm saying is that what people traditionally say rote learning, they're basically saying that our kids just focus on remembering concepts without applying them. And I do know that the modern learning styles require application, mm-hmm. creativity, complex problem solving, well-rounded thinking. All these things are important. But I'm trying to say that some of the basic disciplines you get from a Ghanaian educational system should not be denigrated. For example, we're talking about medical students. Mm-hmm. And they were comparing people who go to normal schools, like the normal secondary school, Kumasi High, O'Reilly Secondary, mm-hmm. versus those who go to international schools. And the doctor was saying that people who go to Ghanaian schools are more resilient mm-hmm. because the Ghanaian system is tougher. And resilience is also an important part mm-hmm. of what training you should get. Mm-hmm. So somebody can go to a W school. He is very um, intelligent, but under pressure, he will, he will balk. Yeah. You know, so we must balance the, the, the pressure cooker training. And we are not glorifying suffering. But yeah. education mm-hmm. is discipline instilling discipline in people and i'm grateful for the schools i went to i went to presec i went to legon 
studying economics and math was very tough. Yes. You know, if you if you were in the mathematics department for even level hundred, you didn't have a life. We're always going for lectures. We're always going for for. But it was difficult. But they made us believe that we are learning something important. All right, and a lot of the economics I know now is because they forced us to learn it well. You get it. So. I'm grateful, and I, I feel like sometimes we make it. I know you can't have 800 students in one class and have effective learning. And I, I understand that we need smaller class sizes. Mm-hmm. So if you have political science in Legon level 200 and there are 1,200, mm-hmm. effective learning cannot take place there. But even that, there's everything in a lecture and a tutorial. A tutorial can be 30, 40. So let's not overly denigrate our system just because somebody has a different system. Mm-hmm. You're right, because I always use the Asians. They, they don't try and become like Americans. So. Mm-hmm. They copy the thing they can copy, but they go back and apply it in an Asian context. Yeah. We are the only people when we go abroad, we start wearing suits and we think that we can't yeah. speak our own language. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? We believe yeah. that everything the white man does better than what we do. Yeah. So we don't even respect what we've done. I went to the UK mm-hmm. and I survived. Actually, I did very well. Mm-hmm. But uh, just a question for both of you because you studied in the UK. Mm. You get the understanding that, okay, so a bit of the difference, for example, in graduate school or even schooling abroad basically is a support system That's that true. looks That's out for the students so that That's if true. the student is struggling, your lecturer is looking out for That's you, they're true. giving you material. That's true. Whereas sometimes over here, I mean, we have fantastic facilitators and lecturers, but some really come to the lecture hall and they pride themselves in their reputation that me students fail my courses you know yeah. that's oh, yeah. that's one of the yeah. major is, issues with the psycho stars i'm talking about yeah. where it's the only course that so many students have research and the person is but walking you, you around know, you know why good you know why it's also because that. the institution yeah. has not come up with a way of if like the institution in, the like i'll give a, children, so. a, a good institution would query the lecturer for failing students they will say yeah. how come 70 percent of the students fail yeah. are you are you same fa- students are personal I, I, I so they will, they will so that this is a leadership failure of the university the university should be able to say if 70 percent are failing cycle stars the lecture has to be changed oh, yeah. <laughs> but the lecturer should not have a reputation i'm like you know yeah. If you pass my course, it means... And they use that to do things. It tells you that the <laughs> university is, has no institutionalized, a student-centered, learning-based approach. Yeah. All right? Which is the difference. You're right. When you go to UK, Buckingham, Warwick, mm-hmm. when I was going to write, like, um, there were these exams you write for internships. Mm-hmm. The school will call you. They'll give you materials to read. Yep. They'll do mock interviews for you because they said they don't, they can't afford to have somebody from their school fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of us must get an internship. So they will prepare you. There was a guy who was there. He was called something development. <coughs> He'll give you books. He'll say, are you, do you feel ready for this exam? Do you need some preparation? Mm. And this is my own personal. Compare that to you are in Legon <coughs> and you are in admin school and you want to go and take a Unilever aptitude test. Mm-hmm. Does the university care if you pass? Does the university have a, a system in place to support you? Because my mates wrote Unilever exams and some passed and got jobs. Mm-hmm. So you're an economics graduate at Legon. You're in final year. You're going to take an exam for Unilever for internship or Nestle. The investors will be able to say, let's do extra tuition for you. Mm-hmm. That's where our investors <coughs> are feeling. We are not, we are too focused on, we are not focused on the student's success. Yeah. Which is why when they leave, they don't come back and help the alumni. Mm-hmm. All right. They, you, you, they, you, they, you treat the students like expendable materials mm-hmm. why would they come back and support you you didn't give them any emotional support mm-hmm. you'd made them struggle through the school you bludgeoned them mm-hmm. to go and deal with the world themselves why after 10 years would they come back and give you anything so i think the investors must become more <coughs> student-centered they must as you said lecturers that don't have good students passing the lecturers should be should be sanctioned mm-hmm. 
because it is in your interest for your students to pass because the object of university is not just maintaining standards but mm. also to help people to pass yeah. you know the investors make you feel like Charlie you'd have bounty to be passing no 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 it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work like that never in a, 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 a UK lecture hall did I hear a lecture tell a student that this is a horrible this is a hopeless answer mm-hmm. it may it may be far off from mm. the point but you say that no but have you looked at it this yeah way? yeah uh, so yeah they they reverse the the feedback mm-hmm. so instead of saying that this is a hopeless answer you wouldn't say that you say that oh yeah you have made a great attempt mm-hmm. but have you looked at this what about yeah. that what, that's yeah. it. So this is a more acceptable way of answering the right. question right yeah so which right. is to say that yes you have gotten it wrong but yeah. they are nice about mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. you know and then i mean virtually at gimpa uh, Professor Numapao now mm-hmm. was virtually my personal assistant, my personal tutor. Yeah, mm. you know because I had difficulty with you know mathematics and statistics okay. because of my background yeah. and, and, and mm. all of that. Same but thing. he taught me how mm. to remember numbers in blocks. Mm. You understand? So mm. you can take a block of numbers, break them apart, mm-hmm. and then you can lift them. Mm. And that trick played a huge part in how I did in the UK with oh. remembering sections of statues. Hey, the number of uh, because you, you were dealing with so many statues, yeah. general rules, except, exceptions, and all of that. So you need to know, okay, section 5 says this, section 8 says oh. this, 18 says this, 20 says this. How to group them uh-huh, and, and them how together. to bring all of them together wow. in a nicely written synthesize. Uh-huh. Wow. Because wow. You, you, you might deal with section 8 and forget that there's an exception that says that, oh, section 15 says no. So you learned that game uh-huh. and, and so there are tricks you learn so here. So you see, Warwick has helped you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Warwick, <laughs> because Numa Power Numa Power was my mate at Warwick. Yeah. He's a statistician and mathematician. Oh, solid guy. Yeah, Numa Power. Solid guy. Solid Where is he now? He's at Gimpa. He's now the uh, director of <laughs> the the, the school of um, uh, accounting and uh, statistics. He's a big man. Like oh, yeah, he's a mean man there. He's now the, the head of the hey, department. No, my pa. It's 8 o'clock. Before we bring you to the media trends, a couple of quick announcements. Bernard, make that big move with the GCB personal loan. GCB, your biggest and largest bank in Ghana, is offering GCB salaried account holders personal loans in less than 24 hours to, find, to fund your next big move. With GCB's big move personal loan promo, you can access up to a whopping 400,000 Ghana cities at a significantly reduced interest rate with a two-month repayment grace period to meet your urgent financial obligations with a smile. It is time to make that big move, be it educational fee payment, buying a car, or building your dream home. GCB Bank uh, makes these dreams a reality and life easier for its customers. So let GCB lead you, uh, lend you the needed support to make that big move to take care of those urgent personal needs. Visit any GCB branch or call 0800 for further inquiries. Terms and conditions apply. GCB, your bank for life. Now, if you can't wait to visit family or friends in London, now you don't have to. That's because British Airways flies there 10 times a week to two different airports. Fly to London Heathrow or Gatwick Airport. Treat yourself to British Airways Club World and experience exceptional levels of comfort and service. Club World comes with a seat that reclines into a fully flat bed and offers you a premium dining experience. Or you can fly World Traveler Plus and enjoy a quieter, more spacious cabin. Fly British Airways and experience the best of British hospitality on your journey to London. Don't wait. Book now at BA.com. Thank you.
So, you know, every time we eat, food and sugars are trapped between our teeth, leading to tooth decay, gum disease, and in some cases, foul breath. Brush your teeth every morning and night with Pepsodent charcoal and Pepsodent herbal toothpaste. Pepsodent charcoal is made of a fine blend of fluoride with a unique combination of natural charcoal, lemon, mint, and zinc to whiten your teeth, strengthen them, and remove bad odor from your mouth. Charcoal white gently polishes away tooth stains and naturally restores your your bright smile now pepsodent herbal releases repairs and protects gum tissue while giving you strong teeth so pepsodent has been educating Ghanaians on how to brush their teeth for 25 years pepsodent gives you the opportunity to talk to a dentist for free so call 0800 now you can get pepsodent at any shop near you call our customer care center on 0800 pepsodent every smile matters that trends is brought to you by FBN banks. Any money across Africa has never been this easy, convenient, or exciting. Through the Pan African Payment and Settlement System, perhaps you can send and receive money to and from Nigeria, Liberia, Gambia, Guinea, and Sierra Leone in minutes. Visit any FBN branch nationwide with your cash, and your money is sent in no time. This is how FBN Bank puts you first. For more information on the Pan African Payment and Settlement System, go to fbnbankghana.com or call 59692 one nine two one FBM Bank you first. So Nathan will tell us what's trending this morning. Nathan, take well, on top of the trend, state of the nation. This morning, the president will be speaking to parliament or he'll be presenting the state of the nation's address to the parliament as required by the constitution. It's the penultimate one for him. And so uh, lots of the media houses, lots of people are talking about that on social and it is trending here. Now, Kwame Pianim is also trending. Last night, he granted an interview and several angles of that. We've seen some of it already in the newspaper review. It talks about... Dr. Baumia, Kenoforiata, Ghana's economy, and related matters. So that's also generating a lot of talk on social. On the sporting side of things, Alfonso Davis, the name Alfonso Davis is trending, yeah, left back for Bayern Munich. Now, some reports say he has agreed a deal to Real Madrid. So we wait to Real see. Real Madrid needs a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? <clears throat> causing all kinds Financial of fair play. <laughs> <laughs> but thumbs up to them. I think that they've quietly rebuilt their team and they've we done need to do really a comparison well. between the Zidane, Figo, Ronaldo, Madrid, and mm. this one. Oh, that was that was which one is more, a lot of which one is more galactic star power. That one, that one, that one had a lot of star Benningham. power. But this you see, have Mbappe. Yes. The modern day star power of footballers, if but you ask the average child. Nathan, if yes, you're an average child, the best it's, player in the world, yes, it's times Vinicius, it's, Mbappe, mm-hmm. Bellingham, Haaland, those but are the big I'm stars. Saying, but if you are talking about profile, clout, size, reputation, are you saying that? Can you compare yeah. Zizou, in our day, Figo, Bex? This was David Beckham you know, when yeah. there was no social. Bex was the king. We were kids. Uh-huh. If you ask the kids of today, who that are is the true. Stars? That's what I'm saying. That it's times and seasons. So every Real era, need a restraining order. <laughs> it's too much. Every era and and what dominates. Anyway, to some tech news. Now on Monday, the Supreme Court um, of the United States mm-hmm. sat on two very interesting cases. Now after the sitting, the court said they had deep concerns of state laws enacted in Florida and Texas that would prohibit social media platforms from throttling certain 
political viewpoints. Now, the high-stakes battle gives the nation's mm-hmm. highest court an enormous say in how millions of Americans get their news and information, mm-hmm. as well as whether sites such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok mm-hmm. should be able to make their own decisions about how to moderate spam, mm-hmm. hate speech, and election misinformation. Now, the state laws in Texas and Florida ban online platforms from removing posts that express opinions such as political content and these two states say the laws are necessary to keep the social media platforms from discriminating against conservatives so the supreme court says that it's very concerned how can how is it that states want to put a lid on what is put out on social so mm-hmm. that's the major concern mm-hmm. of the u.s supreme court so it's just the start of a running battle that we should see evolve over the next few months social media trends This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Time for mental. You, what day did Ghana get independence? 25th December 1987. Hey, you think it's Christmas, eh? You, which country colonized Ghana? Germany, sir. You, Brazil. You, how many regions are in Ghana? Uh, uh, what, what, Greater Accra? Hi! What's the capital of America? The White House. Hey, yeah. Where is Kentimid? China. Yeah. What's the capital of Mongolia? Utambator. Who is the president of Iceland? Olafur Ragnar Grimson. What is the square root of 12 times 820 divided by 3 minus 4? 57.236352085, sir. Ha! What is my favorite food? Gary Soti is the pinch of Inkatiye. You are a foolish boy. Oh. What is my shoe size? 42. What time did I wake up this morning? 4.18 a.m. GMT. Ha! How many rooms do I have in my house? Oh, say, you live in a chamber at home. Leave my class. Leave my class. Oh. What, what primary school did I attend? In Quartana Experimental 1 and 2. Foolish boy. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Thirty minutes past eight. See the breakfast show. Let's talk about Downwell Insurance. Bernard Downwell Insurance Limited has been and remains your preferred insurance provider for all your general insurance needs for the past thirty years. Our claims payment capacity is one that you have to experience for yourself because it is simply the best. Some of the policies we underwrite are motor insurance policy, fire insurance for both domestic and commercial properties, accident policies, public liability policy, and many more. So call your insurance broker or agent or visit any of our branches to buy or renew your insurance policies and receive fuel coupons and other amazing rewards. Looking for an added convenience? Well, experience the ease of instant insurance signups anytime, anywhere with our WhatsApp board. Just dial 501 and C's apply. You can call us on 0242-439-488 or 0302-763-065. Done well, the insurance. If it must be done, it must be done well. Now, Edric has solutions for your lighting and furnishing needs. They have quality lighting fixtures, switches, sockets, fire alarm systems, blind curtains and furniture for your corporate and residential spaces. Now, to help you pay 
off or make upfront payments, they have an interest-free financing arrangement with EcoBank for salaried workers. Just speak to them on 054-012-6275 or 030 or visit their website edric.com. They are in Tema, Community 17 on the number 33 Ezra Road. Now, Providence Insurance is your trusted insurance provider and they are over 40 years or they have been in the space for over 40 years insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now till the end of march and get free gifts such as fuel coupons and several other branded provident souvenirs remember t's and c's apply and remember with provident man, man you, you are covered, covered. now, now- <laughs> Are you a young Ghanaian seeking stable fulfilling employment? Look no further than Ghana Growth Program brought to you by the MasterCard Foundation in collaboration with Springboard Roadshow Foundation and Limehouse. Ghana Growth ignites hope and guides you towards career opportunities in agriculture, agribusiness, technical and vocational skills. Whether you're 15 or 35, male or female, this program equips you with the skills to thrive, gain access to career guidance, counseling, and essential skills training. Join us and contribute to Ghana's growth through careers in agriculture and ATVET. Ejuma Wokrum, embrace our Greek and ATVET careers with Ghana Grows, an initiative of MasterCard Foundation in partnership with Springboard Roadshow Foundation and Limehouse. For more information, call 0308 now, for to, over 25 years, Standard Water has been providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. They are in 11 regions and they are expanding to cover the entire country. So, if you need sachet water, bottled water, dispense amounted jar water, or customized water for your parties and other special occasions, speak to Standard Water. Call them on 0202 055703 or 0547 And this ad is FDA approved. Now get ready to witness the dawn of a new era in innovation and style. Isway Savings Salons is thrilled to unveil its amazing, refreshed, brand identity and purpose. This isn't just a makeover, it's a revolution in design, a symphony of creativity and a testament to Isway's commitment to credibility and excellence. Isway is your trusted financial solutions partner. Yes. Educational system, and yeah. look, we have to improve. We have to always look yeah. for new methods of doing things. Quality is important. All right, time check. It's eight seventeen on the City Breakfast Show. We've been talking about our <laughs> exam. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be doing a quick interview with Kofia Sari right. on the. Look, they're basically saying the research shows that parents are spending a lot of money. Yeah. The average parent is spending about 4,000 CDs in 2022. Extra, we've seen this report before, but they're yeah. basically saying they are recommending that the government should allow for yes. borders to pay for faces. This is not a new argument, but yes. let's just react to some of the discussions on um, examinations. Yes, there are lots of comments. James from Rage says, management science at UGBS was super difficult. Mm. Good morning, Bernard. Hmm, this matter, eh? Biostatistics, University of Cape Coast. A lot of people cried in that examination. Biostatistics. Biostatistics. Large lecture theater near the Sam Jonah Library. I prayed to God to dash me even a grade D. So mm. I don't need to rewrite. You know what, what I'll say? 
the thought of rewriting was more traumatizing. Hey, UCC. Caleb, a lot, of, a lot of people I know who went to UCC say yeah. it was a tough school. Yeah. Much yeah. more so than Legon or Tech. Yeah. I don't know why. All the time, UCC yeah. students. A lot of UCC people say it's, it's a very difficult. I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess the, the, the. Like, the, for example, put it through the ring. Here's a text from Enoch and Achimota. Mm. Professor SK named today at GSS. When this man organizes an open book exam, you better beware. I don't know anyone who had an A or B in Prof's economics class. Anyone who did some economics at UCC and crossed paths with Prof had no good testimony to give. We are mm. happy for the good work he's doing at Sasika Service. He should stay there and far away from the lecture room. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good lecturer, but his exams are too wicked. Amen. Oh, Enoch from Achimota. Right. So, Bernard and friends, I work for a German company in the UK. They are very detailed and meticulous. As for their financial control, they are top notch. Mm. We need their dexterity in our public and private administration yeah. system yeah. in Ghana. This is Joe from UK. You know, Bernard, I was in a space with a German. He looked at the floor and said, it's not straight. Yes. I couldn't even notice what was wrong with the He's, floor. He knows the Oh, precision. Yeah. I chew it slowly. <laughs> Bernard, someone's reacting to your comments. He says, nowadays, correction is not done in our schools. It's a major factor to most failures. Charlie, they don't do corrections. I don't understand what that means. Because I know my kids, they do corrections. Yeah. When you make a mistake, you yeah. do corrections in your book. Yeah. Bernard and team, mm-hmm. exams, eh? You guys are really cracking me up this morning. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Abdul Sabo from Tamale. He didn't share any experience though. He's just having a good time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Management accounting is a tough paper. Mm-hmm. I recall in our final year 2019, UGBS sitting the MA paper, at least two people fainted. <laughs> wow. I said, wow. passed out? It's, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Better than team, I had a lecturer in KNUST, Professor Adai, of the Physical Chemistry Department of KNUST, who is a strong proponent of chew and pour. Mm-hmm. He says the key to understanding starts with straightforward memorization. I understand <laughs> that from DC. There's no way you can read yeah. and. I mean, imagine really not remembering. Yeah. What's it, the it's, point? It's frustrating. Uh-huh. Like, you it's know, you've done so much yes. work. Yes. Remembering, remembering is the basis for everything. Yes. So, I mean, I don't even see what people yeah. are saying. Good morning, guys. Good morning. My days at UCC Business School. Hmm. I was always... Uh, I always start sweating. I always start sweating when the lecturer... Uh, we are... Who's... Okay, whose paper we are writing enters the hall. Their reactions after moving from your desk <laughs> give you an idea of your grade. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, Koba, from Empire, so sent that through. Good morning, Bernard. There is nothing difficult, more difficult than a course called electromagnetic fields in electrical engineering. That course is a typical like stars on earth scenario. <laughs> oh wow, Tony from a Shyman Center through. Rock's learning repetition is very good. It's underrated actually. It's the first step especially for young people. However, the over-reliance on chew just to pour has given it a bad reputation. You didn't uh, add your but name. Let, let me qualify the roots in, in yeah. a way. So you see, if you're teaching a child to identify letters, all right, now because a lot of people say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, the child can say it without knowing the letter. So you can prove that they know it by mixing it up. So root learning is, so I, I get the point. If the, guy, if the child says A, B, C, D, he can just keep repeating it yeah. without knowing what it means. Yeah. Now, if you show him M, and he doesn't know what M is, it means he hasn't learned. Yeah. Right? So what we are saying is that 
Fine. Knowing the letters, the name of the letters is the beginning. So the ability to recall. Yes, but you need to now know what it is. So if I show him K, he must know what K is. He shouldn't just say A, B, C, D, F, G, and then when you show him K, that's not what it is. It is true. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the same sense in which you're saying. Mm. Root learning or memory, remembering or knowing the name of the thing is just the beginning, but it's not yes, the end. No, 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 it's just the beginning. If you can't identify and apply, then you actually do not know. Yeah, it's, it's some. I know that in some in some schools, for example, when those who do music, right, mm-hmm. there's a test that some music teachers use to see mm-hmm. whether or not their students are learning. Mm-hmm. So some people, because they are so smart, they can they they hear their classmates play a piece. Mm-hmm. They can memorize the yes. piece and play. Mm. So what some of the lecturers do is that they'll point a section of the piece plate. anywhere, random to say plate. You can play. Then that's a test for them to know whether you are actually right. kicking understanding in, you understand the piece right. or you just memorized it. Right. So wow. it, th- you're right. The memorization is just the start. It's supposed mm. to like help you properly remember. We have an interview to do shortly, but before that, let's talk about Bank of Africa. Yeah, the Bank of Africa is offering interest, uh, you know, interest rates from Aloha's Ten percent for personal loans to meet your commitments is the start of the year. You need to sort a lot of things out. Disbursement is within forty-eight hours, and public sector workers can get up to twelve months of their salary. And so, you know, you need this. You need this. You can speak to them via a call center zero three zero two four two nine triple three or zero three zero two two four nine six nine zero. This promo that they are running is uh, going up until the end of March twenty twenty-four. Highlights of the latest EduWatch financial bedding analysis of Ghana's free senior high schools has some very interesting findings. For example, since the inception of the free SHS policy in 2017, enrollment in secondary schools has increased from 813,000 in 2016-2017 to 1.3 million in 2022-2023. That's a roughly half a million. Between 2019-2020 and 2022-2023, 194,000 candidates did not honor the admissions at first instance into second cycle schools. Again, between the same period, even though 7.6 billion cities was allocated, only 5.3 was expended on the policy, averaging 1.06 billion per annum. We also told the average government spending per student under the policy was 1,241 CDs. Now, this is the catch. Parents spent 4,185. So, Caleb... Is this for the semester or for the academic year? For the uh, academic year. For the academic year. Government spends 1.2... One, sorry, 1,241 CDs per student. Parents spend 4,185 per annum. Wow. Yeah. So, the parent spends four times what the government spends... On a secondary student. So that's the first point we'll discuss. Mm. Second, the average government spending per student suggests that as a result of the introduction of free SHS, government has absorbed about 23% of the cost of secondary education originally borne by parents prior to 2017, but the parents still pay 77%. Again, in November last year, the minimum cost of a GS harmonized SHS prospectus was 2,100 cities. While this represents a reduction compared to the previous academic year, some parents in the first and second wealth quintiles with average annual household expenditure of 5000 and 8000 may find it difficult to afford, bearing in mind that prospectus cost constitutes only 45% of enrolling in SHS. What are the key recommendations? The Ministry of Education must target the free SHS policy mm. to focus more <clears throat> on the needs of children from the poorest households 
using the data from the livelihood empowerment against poverty program. Number two, the Ministry of Finance must improve the disbursement of funds under the free SHS policy, the timely availability of funds to procure items that were previously smuggled into prospectus is critical <coughs> to sustain compliance. Kofi Asare is the Executive Director of Africa Education Works. Kofi, I thought I've seen this report before. Is it that you are re-releasing it or what you sent out first was a preliminary report and this is the final report? Hi, Bernard um, and, 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 and friends, audience. Good morning. Yeah, um, this is the the full report. Um, uh, um, getting to the beginning of the academic year, when the discussions around prospectors and then admissions and then people soliciting for aid to go to school on social media, etc., came up. We brought sniper, I mean, a snippet of this um, report findings um, to um, to support what was going on. We tried to explain. We try to explain to the general public why they were seeing such solicitations, you know, going on. And so this is actually um, the full report. It's, it's taking about a year to do this. And it's taking um, data from the Ghana Fiscal Service, the Ministry of Education, Parliament, and the Ministry of Finance. From 2017 to date, talking to parents whose children could not earn admissions between 2017 and 2022, 2023 academic year. Um, to understand why their children couldn't go to school, um, some of which their, their children are still home and haven't been able to go to school. So um, it took about a year to do this. Yeah. See, now one of the things that jumps out at me, the average government spending per student under the policy is around 1,241, uh, yeah. and the parents are spending 4,185. So do we know what this was before Free SHS? Is it that the parents were spending more? Or has the free SHS made it? I mean, it's confusing because if if free SHS has come, government is paying part of what parents used to pay, but the parents have to spend as much prior to free SHS. Yeah, so prior to free, free SHS, parent, um, average, an average parent is the one whose son is in a boarding school. I mean, about seventy five percent of students are boarding. So um, before free senior school, um, the school fees was about thousand four hundred. Okay, excluding prospectus cost. Parents were taking care of both, both the prospectus cost and then the school fees. After three senior high school, average between 2017 and 2021, um, government has taken care of 23% of the cost originally borne by parents prior to the free senior high school introduction. Parents are taking care of 77%. And again, this is based on various costing of various prospectuses from over 20 senior high schools across the categories. Okay. And also across the, the type, I mean, senior high school, senior high technical school, and technical education. Uh, over the years, from 2017 all the way to 2021, what's not been done using historical data from the Canada Fiscal Service. So, is there a sense, I get that point, but is there a sense in which, because sometimes the government money delays, there's a, li- a lot more pressure on parents? Because when the parents were paying upfront to the school, it seems to me as if the schools had more resources to cater for some things early. Yeah. So the situation in the dining house was not that precarious. But it looks like, ironically, now that the free SHS has come, if the government money delays or the buffer stock doesn't have enough food, then the schools are having to scramble. Then for the parents have to send their the, the part much earlier. Did your research study that? Exactly. Exactly. And in addition to that, government is not spending as budgeted. So yes, there's delay. But it's not as though the money comes after a year, year or two. Sometimes it doesn't come at all. Between 2017 and 2022, 
7.6 billion cities was allocated to the Frisian school by the government, I mean, approved by parliament as appropriated. By the end of 2022, when the minister was came to parliament to do a briefing on how much government has spent on the Frisian school so far, uh, Minister of Finance was there, education was also there. 5.3 billion had been expended. Okay, so it means that the budget credibility is 70 percent. The meaning is that 30 percent of what was budgeted for the Free Senior High School between 2017 and 2022 was never spent. It wasn't even dispersed. There was no expenditure. And so, if one year after the end of the last academic year, that's 2022, that was the data from the Ministry of Finance and Education, then it means it simply means that government is able to finance only 70 percent of the cost of the Free Senior of the of its Free Senior High School budget. Someone definitely must fund the 30 percent. That is the reason why you see hidden fees or costs being, you know, um, pushed to parents, to the schools, PTAs, and all that, because the schools must run. So definitely someone always pays for food when they are deficit. I recall recently the ministry came up with the directive about, I think the service rather, about PAs, and they said that um, students should not be denied any service on the basis of any payment. Now, again, that's a bit interesting because they no longer call them PTAs. They say they are PAs. And they're basically saying there should be no financial barrier placed on a student. But I guess the PA contributions were helping the schools to to bridge the gap between the government delay payments and running the schools. We're talking about schools, electricity, for example. Akraka had their power cut. When I went to my former school, the headmaster was talking about how they have to buy prepaid credit for the school to run. So it looks like 3SHS, whilst it's good for the long term has created a cash flow problem for schools. Is, is that correct? I think the PAs are still doing the job they are doing, which is, which is good, supporting government. Nomenclature hasn't changed their role. They are still providing uh, funds to support the school for feeding and then also other needs, including helping to um, put um, health and safety, including seed base, you know, in good shape and infrastructure everything. So they are still doing that. But our research didn't focus, it didn't even focus on how much PAs contribute. We didn't, we didn't even add PA contribution to the cost of parents in this research. This research only, only covered the cost of prospectus and the non-prospectus items. And, and non-prospectus items, 70% included, uh, 70%, 60% constituted provisions. The remaining percentage is um, going to transport, personal effects, uh, books, and then chaperone. So, um, yes, the PAs are still supporting schools with food feeding, and that is not even captured here. The aspect of food we are capturing as part of the parents' expenditure is provision, and that is about 60% of the cost. It obviously means that food is inadequate. It's inadequate. That's why provision is going up. And the parents we interviewed are parents of children in various categories, parents from low-income households, parents from middle-income parents, and schools also across the country. So you have an idea about how the maximum amount parents are spending in an academic year and the minimum parents are spending in an academic year. But mm. 50% of the expenditure is going into food. So you agree there's a cash flow problem for schools that oh, yeah, school that, managers that. are having to deal with? It's always been a cash flow from the Ministry of Finance. Once the money is not there, there can't be any expenditure. You know, so, um, mm. and um, yes, there may be debt, but we know um, the debt has already been factored into um, the projections. And so the briefing we had in Parliament the last time by the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Education, um, every indication is that only 70% of the free school budget since 20, 
2017 have been fully um, dispersed and utilized. I, the first two years, in fact, the first year, we had an over-utilization. That was when 400,000 Ghana cities were allocated. That year, free seniors were carried only one batch, okay, only only one batch of entrants. So that 400,000 was actually underutilized. So if you look at our report, the utilization for that year was more than 100%. In the first two years, utilization was good. But from year three, it started declining. And then it got to a point where budget credibility was as low as 51 or 52% in the year, in the 2021 academic year. So there is an issue of disbursement. All right. Let's, let's do. Reflecting largely the economies, mm-hmm. you know, um, reflecting largely the shape of the economy. Um, it is not necessarily restricted only to freezing high school. We see it in, in the various trends, um, mm-hmm. uh, mirroring the, the shape that the economy has. Let's look at your recommendations. You recommended a targeting of free SHS to focus more on the needs of children from the poorest households using data from LEAP. Is data from LEAP national in nature and Will 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 it work? Because I, I I'm sure that there are parents who may not have been collecting leap, but who say they still can't afford to send their children to school. So, just talk to me about how you think government can target this policy. Bernard, it will work now. In the in the in the memorandum of financial economic policies of the World Bank's program of us, I mean the IMF program of us. Um, they indicated, government indicated as part of its commitment that it was going to adopt an investigation mechanism under the LEAP program to ensure that how much it is there to poor households um, is benchmarked against inflation and all that. And beyond that, expand LEAP to cover the whole country. LEAP, throughout the IMF program, uh, was, I think, in the same of eight regions. So um, there are clear timelines for government to make because this way about some of the conditions, uh, some of the one of the production and one was the condition uh, uh, benchmarks. So in the last briefing today, my understanding is that government has almost covered uh, the whole country in terms of the households um, to cover um, externally to all the country. With this done, and I congratulate government for that, we should have a database of about 450,000 poor households. Bear in mind that already over 1 million Kenyans are receiving a monthly payment on the leap in 350 or so thousand households. So if we cover the whole country, we should go about 450,000 households, which I know we are done. With that, we now have a data, I mean data to target social interventions. Target them well. The reason why this thing is happening is that, Bernard, the only way the child who comes from a low-income quintal household whose annual household expenditure is about 5,000. Because the lower, inc- lower, lower quintals are between and below 8,000 Ghana cities a year in terms of household expenditure. Average of four people in the household. The child is not the only person in the household. So obviously, they cannot raise 6,000 or 5,000 annual admission, prospectors and non-prospectors. This is just annual admission, not the whole academic year. And so, the only way government can increase its pain is spend on that parent from that that the child from that poor um, household will be to reduce how much government is spending on Kofi Asari's child in Presec. Because government is constricted beyond how much it can fund from the Ministry of Finance. So you must do reallocation, equitable reallocation, which makes sense. And that is why, and that is the basis for our recommendation that government should target the policy more at people from the low-income uh, quintal households so that they will get more and what they are getting now, perhaps including the full cost of their prospectus, because that's the financial barrier of assets. Then, as a result of that, 
Kofi Asari's time in Pretek, perhaps we'll get only free textbooks and other things and not free food. Just to make sure that Yamenu child, who is from a low-income household, is able to get more than what they are getting, including maybe a free a free prospectus funded. To ensure that the vision his excellency espoused when he launched the program at WASP by saying that no poor child, no poor parent or child at private senior high school by reason of cost would have been fully achieved. But as we sit now, from the time the policy started to 2023, out of 2.5 million new admissions that were made, or that have been made under the policy, 10% did not honor their admission, even though they were placed. Some may have gone to private schools, but I'm telling you that 250,000, a significant number of them, are poor people who couldn't and based on financial reasons. And they, their interviews are in our report. But we've quoted them. You understand the dynamics behind their children being... So even in the era of free SHS, there are some parents who still cannot afford to send their children to secondary school? Significant. We interviewed 20 of them across the district. Significant. You know, someone started taking to handle technical and they can raise 3,000. Someone started taking you know, to book body and they can raise 4,000. So a significant number of the twenty-five, the two hundred and fifty thousand candidates who were placed but couldn't honor their admission between twenty seventeen and twenty twenty-three, excluding this academic year, that two fifty thousand, which is about ten percent of the two point five million new admissions made onto the policy between twenty seventeen and twenty twenty-three, excluding this academic year, I'm saying that yes, some may have gone to private schools, the two hundred fifty thousand. But a significant number of them are very poor people who couldn't go to senior school. I mean, who couldn't go to senior school because of funding. And I'm saying so not because we interviewed many of them in our reports. The interviews are transcribed in the reports. But also because as an organization, we are funding many of them today in senior high school. And there's one guy we, we helped put in um, Presec. You remember the case of the guy who, 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 um, who had religious issues in enrollment. You remember very well it went viral. We put him in Presec. You know, we are barely two months into the academic year, and we spent over six thousand cities on him already. You know, and so we understand, I understand, I understand what it means for poor parents not to be able to enroll because it's not easy. It is expensive, expensive. So targeting will reduce the burden on the poor, and then also um, enable them to freely access all. Yeah, but f- finally, if the government doesn't target. Can the policy be sustained? I.e., if you look at the expenditure that the government spends and the lack of budget credibility, and look at where the economy is with all the debts we owe that are due in 2025, if we keep the policy as it is, how long can we sustain it? If we keep the policy at, as it is, the policy will be sustained. But in terms of its objective, its objective will continue to win. Because the equitable assets objective will be waning, it will be we will be getting to the point where increasingly the poor, uh, the poorest of the poor, will be struggling to uh, enjoy. I mean, the number will be increasing. It is likely because costs are not reducing in this country. Again, if we maintain the policy, even at the point where government is only able to fund seventy percent of the policy, even at that point, the policy has crowded out significantly funding available to basic education. So even at the point of um, inadequate financing, the policy, the policy is already causing incongruous you know, resource allocation within the sub-sector, the potential space. And so the need for equitable spending is not only built on the fact that 
we must spend more by targeting at poor households. But also built on the fact that even at 70% funding, the 1.06 or so, averagely we are doing about um, 1.06 billion per annum a year. That 1.06 billion per annum a year on free senior high school alone, goods and services, is enough trouble to crowd out goods and services budget for basic education. So there are two reasons why we can't continue this way. First, because a lot more poor people, I mean, poor people, a lot more poor people are struggling to still access it because even though it's free, and secondly, because even at the current state of inadequate financing, it is causing significant damage to um, basic education in terms of goods and services um, resources. So uh, the targeting is option one. What about borders paying? Or is that also part of the targeting? That seems the a pretty simple, that, simple thing for yeah, me, the right? Targeting, yeah, the targeting means that so government supports um, low-income quintile households with more than the thousand two hundred is paying, and then um, for lower and middle other households where people are in the lower and middle income and then higher income brackets, um, they pay for the cost of feeding. The cost of feeding. If we say paying for body, we're talking about the cost of feeding. But the cost of feeding is about seventy percent of the cost of the freezing high school. So if you pay for feeding, which is less than two thousand cities a whole year, once you pay for it, that is it. It solves it. So we are not saying you should pay for the cost of sleeping. No, we are not saying you should pay for electricity. No, we are saying that once they pay for the cost of feeding, children they fed in junior high school one to three, children they fed in KD one to premises. Once they pay two thousand cities to feed them the whole of the year in senior high schools. You know, it, it, it gives government the battle to spend more on the poorest and then also support basic education. And whenever we say spending less for basic education, people uh, spending less on free schools to support basic education, people don't get it. But this is the drift. I'll just give you one statistic. In the northern region, in the, in the northern region, okay, the, if you do an analysis of retracers, uh, uh, an analysis of transition, you conclude that only three out of ten students who enter kindergarten one get to taste secondary education. And for that matter, free senior high school. Only three. Only three. Because they don't have enough junior high schools. Over half of the primary schools they do not have junior high schools. When they finish primary six, they drop out. Or they do a ten to fifteen kilometer journey to another community for junior high school and they drop out. So as a result of the dropout factors, including the poverty, only three out of ten students who enter kindergarten one are able to go to senior high school today. So if you want to promote equitable access to secondary education, you can also do so by enhancing the, com- the, the retention and completion rate in the most underserved regions. And I'm talking about the North and the OT. So that more and more students will now be able to complete basic school and now have the basis to enjoy free senior high school. How do they do so? When basic education is funded because free senior high school is probably targeted for thought. We'll leave you here. Thank you, Kofi Asari, Africa Education Watch, for your insights. Thank you so much. Kofi Asari is the Executive Director of the Africa Education Watch. Strong recommendations, yeah. a better targeting of free SHS. Yeah.
Borders must pay. Targeting is an interesting one. Bernard, it's it's an interesting point because you see, I mean, let's give you an, a scenario, a quick one, where you have a six feet wall in front of you mm-hmm. and then you provide a pedestal of two feet so that everyone stands on it. Mm-hmm. If someone is four feet, they can see what is ahead of the wall. Mm-hmm. But if many more people are two and three feet tall, they mm-hmm. are not going to see even though you've provided same for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's equity. So mm-hmm. you've done like equality providing for everyone, mm-hmm. but there are a lot more people who need more than exactly so equality but equity precisely so if you apply to go to Ashesi University for example I know Mm. this is a tertiary institution but just bringing Mm. what works there to the um, secondary site Mm -hmm. so if you apply for a scholarship you indicate whether you have extreme need Mm -hmm. so even for the scholarship there are levels because there are some people last time I went there. There was a guy who came all the way from Yendi. Even the transportation he mm. needed to come to Accra, his parents had to go borrow money from someone for him to come to school. Wow. And this is someone who is on scholarship. Mm. Transportation. Brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. He could not afford transportation. Mm. So someone like that on a scholarship is it's on an extreme, extreme need scholarship. Mm-hmm. So even when he's on vacation... He's given transportation to go back home. Mm-hmm. Such a student is given a laptop. Mm-hmm. Such a student is provided with food because if you pay the person's fees and the person does not have food to eat, that would be a challenge for that person. Mm-hmm. But there are others too who can have all of that. So that is not a problem. Okay. In other places, people have 95% scholarship or 60% scholarship mm-hmm. based on the need you say you mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. So what Kofi Asari is saying here is that, look, there are poorer parents who, even with free SHS, are unable to take their students to school. Yes. And then, even for those who are taking their students to school, they are paying four times as much as, as what government, government is paying. Is paying. Mm. So, what you need to then do is, he has given a metric that we should use the, the LEAP, mm. Livelihood Empowerment Against Poverty, to the data parents. we have, to target parents and their wards so that mm. we, can, we can know who needs it most. But if someone is paying fee for your ward, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's so the government is doing a fantastic program with the free SHS program. Mm-hmm. I, I I have someone who's living with me who's attending Accra Technical University. Mm-hmm. So he is not on a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Now two other people, one at Ashesi, one at DTI, mm-hmm. those are on scholarships. Mm-hmm. So DTI has ninety five percent scholarship, mm-hmm. and Ashesi is on extreme need. Mm-hmm. So extreme need, I don't have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. This other one at DTI, okay, once in a while you need something, you sort mm-hmm. him out. And, mm-hmm. But the one here, every day, mm. every day something comes up. Mm-hmm. Include when you give him money for feeding, no, they have taken some for pamphlet, extra Excuse classes. Me. This is Accra Technical University. Mm. So, so if if the government is paying fees for people, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is that it has to be structured and properly targeted because on top of all the problems we have, we don't have the money. Hmm. The money to pay is not there. So you think there's a better way of targeting Absolutely. using the Ashesi model, extreme need, equity, and all of that. 849, see the breakfast show. Quick comments on the matters of education, Nathan. Oh yes, this one says, please, the government should allow parents who can mm-hmm. to help Mm. for the good of all students. Mm-hmm. But at someone brought the award with average grade 15 to school. She had nothing. Mm-hmm. Contributed and made sure she was comfortable mm-hmm. from books to calculator, clothes, provisions. That's been up from Ambetifi. Wow. Just wow. says, I, I, for the free SHS policy, I support the idea of people's paying to be boarders 
Also, free SHS should be a scholarship program where those who want to enjoy the program must meet some requirements mm-hmm. in terms of grades. They must pick forms also to be part. Finally, free SHS should be in two types, full scholarship and partial scholarship depending okay. on your grade. Mm. This one is from uh, our earlier conversation. Yes. It's not true. It's, it's not also all true or it's not also all true that when all students are passing mm-hmm. a particular lecturer's course it means that the lecturer is good mm-hmm. a lecturer can sit by the computer and input good marks for all the students because he doesn't really do much teaching mm. throughout the semester mm. some lecturers also knowing that if more students fail he'll be queried will make sure all students pass even when they don't merit it so it's neither here nor there okay i've met students that even if you give them the entire marking scheme they ah, still ah, fail ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I see. This was back at UCC. We had a female lecturer called Mama Zero. <laughs> that majority of the students always score zero in Kaish. both quizzes and exams. Kaish. Kaish. This was as I did my first. <laughs> I did my first degree in the UK. I went there as a very shy person. I couldn't even contribute in class mm-hmm. because I was scared of making mistakes. Because in Ghana, when I made a mistake in answering questions, I was spanked. Oh. Once I couldn't pass a test in class, and the lecturer called me, spoke to me, and encouraged me, he made me resit the test. Mm-hmm. And after that, I became so relaxed in class. I started contributing in class. My grades became better. Okay. Two courses at UCC broke me. Mm-hmm. One, Mama Zero's Advanced Plant <laughs> Physiology. Mama Zero. Advanced uh, plant physiology. Yes, and two, biochemical genetics and recombinant DNA. Oh, Come on. It says the least said the better. <laughs> Biochem <laughs> department was wicked. 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 This is UCC. Oh, this one God. says, just mentioned the names. VKA Aqua and Prof. Adoma Samoa of KNUST Civil Engineering Department. And you will trigger trauma, trauma responses <laughs> in most oh, civil man. engineering students from oh, tech. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's there. Oh, More comments man. coming in on right. uh, education. Yes. On learning. Yes. Uh, some people have supplied information about the Japanese and how they approach education. Right. Right. But here's a very good one. These are the orders of learning. Mm. One, remembering. Two, understanding. Yeah. Three, applying. Four, analyzing. Five, evaluation. Six, creation. These are the revised version of Bloom's taxonomy of learning domain. Two of in learning in our schools ends at the lowest order. Remembering or recall. So people can remember what they learn but don't understand, let alone move to the other orders like applying, analyzing, evaluating, and creation. creation. So road learning is not bad, but ending there is what the problem is. Okay. That's a message coming in. Okay. But uh, this one is applying and doing creation already. Mm. It says, hello, Caleb and team. We are having our own share of difficult exams on the Kanishi to graphic road circle stretch. I have been in this unusual traffic for the past 30 minutes and more. And his name is Kwame Dan. I asked him who his examiner is. He says Terminator and the TA is Honorable Ascenso. Hey. <laughs> Terminator is so evil. Mm. He has moved on. So that's a, that's a comment coming in. From, All right. So uh, this person is doing an agama. Yeah, is the show. application <laughs> applying the road now? Let me read a few comments yes. on the road issue. Sorry, on the on the learning yeah. issue. But now, despite all the challenges, free SHS has allowed all these students to get educated. Have we considered where the students would have been had it not been for that opportunity? Let's balance the equation. There's a listener saying this. Bella, please find out from Kofi Asari the ages of the lead beneficiaries. Most of them are above 68 years and have no kids in HSS. That's uh, Kofi from Osu saying this. 
Well, that's an interesting observation to make. So they are usually indigent people. Bernard, let them come to KNUSC Mechanical Engineering and face the course called Mechanics of Machines. That's it too. Third year. I tell you, you go cry tire. <laughs> yeah. Mechanics of Machines. Bernard, the most difficult exams I wrote was A-level A levels, Charlie. The jump from O level to A was too wide. One of the reasons why open book exams seem difficult is that because you apply questions, you yeah. must have a clear understanding of the subject to apply it in the exam. And none of the textbooks, which is all theory, seems adequate enough to address the question. You are gonna if you don't have the grasp of the subject. Plus, you have limited time to. Yes, yes. Here's one from Seth. He says, Bernard. Japanese international intentionally and consciously do not speak English or write English language in their schools, markets, or bus stops. Everywhere. They are developed because they have tailored the educational system to their culture, discipline, and unique form of psychology. Bernard, yes. just a question though. Mm -hmm. Does the Free SHS Secretary raise funds? Like, no. I know that it's usually institutions that give out scholarships and all that, you know, they organize fundraising mm -hmm. and all of that. Try to have more patrons, like yeah. patrons, so that you have you can have beneficiaries of the program, for example, uh -huh. use their stories to, you know, is, is I mean, beyond just using their stories to get votes and all of that, use their stories to raise funds to get more people who may not even have words in school, more institutions to mm -hmm. sort of like mm -hmm. donate significant funds so that the free SHS fund beyond mm -hmm. the, you know, statutory sources of funds, mm -hmm. they can support the scheme because I, I think that for, for a fund like that to be sustainable, mm -hmm. for a program like that to be sustainable, it needs to have an efficient and effective machinery that is doing fundraising mm -hmm. around the clock every year, traveling around the world, speaking to people all over the place, trying to raise funds. Because, But for that, I'm not sure if the, the source of funding for the free SHS alone mm -hmm. would be enough to run it efficiently. Good point. Know. Take a short break. When we come back, we'll be discussing something that was said in Parliament by the MP for Zebula. He says that people are worrying MPs too much for Mumu and it's leading to corruption. But let's do a few quick announcements. City Breakfast Show, time check, it's four minutes to nine. And Nathan will tell us a few more things. Well, yes, Champion Carbolic Soap, popularly known as Garden Soap, is now four cities for a bar. Unilever's, Unilever Ghana's Champion Carbolic Soap is and has always been your skin's guardian against germs that cost most diseases only four cities in uh, the local convenience store near you and major retail outlets champion carbolic soap mm. guardian dadana now the breeze up is trending and more people are loving it it's the most affordable taxi ride in town that's not all you can even pay your electricity bills sort out your internet and do so much more with the breeze app you can even use it to fill your refill your gas cylinder so download the breeze app now from the app store the google play store and use your breeze app for everything when you buy something it has to be the best that's why diamonds 42.5 our grade cement is the highest quality yeah. on the Ghanaian markets now they have the affordable 32.5 our grade which means there's good value for everybody and that's great value for your pockets call diamond cement on 0244-313-368 or 0540-111978 or 0202-021-175 diamond cement still hard as a diamond 
Now save the date for the fourth edition of the Omni Basic Bank Health Walk happening on Saturday, March 2, 2024 at the forecourt of the State House from 5.30 a.m. The walk will start from the forecourt of the State House through the principal streets of Accra and back to the same venue for aerobics and fan-packed activities. Keep the date open and guess what? Participation is completely free, so come with your friends and family. Let's promote a healthier community. Remember the date is Saturday, March 2, 2024. And it's the Omnibusic Bank Health Walk. Better health starts here. For more information, kindly call our contact center on 0307-086-000 or 0302-758-555. Omnibusic Bank at your service. We are thrilled to announce to you the arrival of our new McVitus biscuit range with the same great taste. McVitus crackers, McVitus duck cream, McVitus hopnobs, McVitus rich tea, and McVitus tea biscuit. Our customers can now enjoy the good taste and crispiness of McVitus salted crackers with prices starting as low as two Ghana cities and McVitus duck cream. As of today, your favorite McVitus biscuit is available in different package sizes. Sizes from 15G to 400G to cater for all different budgets and needs. As part of our customer loyalty reward, we're excited to announce that prices of McVitie's shortbread biscuits have been slashed significantly for all. Prices are now lower with same quality and goodness of butter. The more you buy, the more you save. Available at all stores, uh, neighborhoods, wholesales, and malls. I could do with some for some tea <laughs> this morning. Now, if you're dreaming of a perfect sofa to upgrade this year, your dream sofa is now a reality at Latex Foam. Introducing our sensational V-Sofa range where comfort meets style at prices that will make your heart keep a beat. Hop onto any Latex Foam showroom nationwide to dive into a world of colors and choices. From the sleek L-shaped V-Sofa at just 3,100 CDs to the complete V-Sofa set for an unbeatable 6,500 CDs. You have the opportunity to elevate your living space with Latex Foam your forever partner in comfort and luxury. Hurry! Your perfect sofa awaits. Latex foam, your partner for life. And in celebration of innovation and education, the Amransa Labs model program will host an impact roundtable discussion and robotics competition tagged ETA24 from February 26th to 28th at the UPSA main auditorium. Come, take a look at the future of the youth as we are empowered in the STEAM. When we come back, we will be hearing from Parliament. Kletus Avoka has been spilling the beans. We'll talk about that later on. There's a new hospital in town. Yeah, man. And it's an amazing specialist hospital set to change the healthcare offering it's a beautiful for place. people in many parts of the country. Yep. Stay with us. Yep. Yep. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Thank you. 
In Parliament yesterday, MP for Zebela was speaking to a journalist and he spilled the beans. We've heard this before, but it's still quite disconcerting to hear from a very senior member of Parliament. Here goes. The president should have been fighting for the MPs, should have been defending the MPs. Every day, more. Every day, more. Somebody is sick on either hostel, you have to send money. Somebody is going to do a wedding, you have to send money. They are going to do adoring, they are asking for you. They are asking for school fees and whatnot. Many of us lose primaries and elections, not because we are not doing good work, but because you are not giving money out. How do you give the money out if you come and stay there for eight hours? You are debating for five hours or eight hours and close in the evening and go and sleep the following day. You have no money to send. You have to go out and look for the money. Like Speaker Bagwin said, and that's where the corruption starts. Yeah, that's where the corruption If I'm not corrupt, how can I maintain my seat? You have to be corrupt in one way or the other. You have to look for more resources. If you have to look for more, more resources, I have to go out, do some work for a contractor. As a lawyer, maybe prepare a bill or do this and that and whatnot. So that... I have half attention here and have attention outside because I need more resources to be able to maintain my seat. Otherwise, you'll be a one-term MP. Many of those who are one-term or two-term MP is not because they don't know that they aren't working, but they are not dashing out money. Mr. Kwa, Mr. Kwa, Mr. Kwa, things know they be. Charlie, life know they go. Me, I need Momo. Me, I need Momo. Fi Charlie, mommy, Momo. Fi Charlie, mommy, cash. Life know they go. Things know they be. Charlie, how true is what Mr. Avoka is saying? Let's listen to him again. He's been MP for 24 years. He knows what he's talking about. Let's listen to him again. The president should have been fighting for the MPs. Should have been defending the MPs. Every day, Momo. Every day, Momo. Somebody is sick on either hostel. You have to send money. Somebody is going to do a wedding. You have to send money. They are going to do adoring. They are asking for you. They are asking for school fees and whatnot. Many of us lose primaries and elections, not because we are not doing good work, but because you are not giving money out. How do you give the money out if you come and stay there for eight hours? 
the, you are debating for five hours or eight hours and close in the evening and go and sleep the following day you have no money to send you have to go out and look for the money like speaker babu said and that's where the corruption starts yeah that's where the corru if i'm not corrupt how can i maintain my seat you have to be corrupt in one way or the other you have to look for more resources if you have to look for more, more resources i have to go out do some work for a contractor as a lawyer maybe prepare a bill or do this and that and whatnot so that I have half attention here and have attention outside because I need more resources to be able to maintain my seat. Otherwise, you'll be a one-term MP. Many of those who are one-term or two-term MP is not because they don't know that they aren't working, but they are not dashing out money. These are interesting times. The MP is saying that... Why will I, okay, by the way, this, this audio clip was from GH1. We credit them for that. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with the MP that uh, members of parliament are forced to be corrupt because people are placing too many demands on them? Is he making excuses for people's own inclination to be corrupt or is this a genuine concern okay. that constituents expect the MP to pay their bills, to pay their outdooring, to pay their wedding fees, to provide money for funerals? Hmm. And the MP is forced. They don't yeah. have time to do anything else. In fact, when you read the full story... Yeah. If, I don't know if you have the story. He talks about how how do you spend five to eight hours in parliament yeah. doing legislature if you have to work, yeah. which even means that MPs are actually working for money. They're looking for money. Yeah, they, they, they are. You know, to start all of this, it's important that we make a reference to some good work done by the CDD. They put out a report a few years ago, the cost of winning an election. Mm -hmm. And they looked at it from the perspective of a parliamentary candidate. Mm -hmm. Now, this was around 2016, and they said you needed... A good amount of money. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to remember the figures. Oh, but now Adumaku Collins said he needed two million. Yeah. Think about primaries. it. Yeah, so MPs are primaries. talking about two million so. CDs to win primaries, and so, so, so right off the bat, MPs are in this fix where you need money to get the wheels turning. Mm -hmm. So you need money to get you through a primary, possibly into parliament. Now, once you come in, remember, when you are campaigning, because you want to get the vote of the electorate, you tell them all kinds of things. Then you get in there. And Bernard, you made this point a few years ago. In the last few weeks, it's been resonating with me. A lot of people see the concept or the idea of government as being this distant thing in the shadows they can never interact with. So the MP to them represents the government and the MP is the person they can access. So they go to the MP for every single thing, mm. from the most mundane to the most serious. From, I need school fees for my child to, we need roads and lights in the neighborhood. So that, that is the challenge, really. And so I'm not surprised at all that the MPs are... Listen to what the MPs who are not going back are saying. They said the burden on their hands and heads are so... The burdens are heavy. They cannot... They can't do anything. So you anything. agree with Mr. Avoka in a way? Completely. So when they are... When, when you find yourself in this, knowing that... Remember, he said something. You have to win your election. You don't want to be an... You want to be a one-term It, it has become a justification no. And I'm saying corrupt. that... You see, I'm not saying... I'm it's saying, linking the two. I'm saying, yes. Yeah. So you are, you are boxed in. Now you need to find money. One, to satisfy these constituents. Two, to get some proper work done. Three, to ensure that there's money in the kitty to win you your next election. So now you are you are very open to any kind of money that comes so in. So now you have many parliament at House of Deals. You know. Let me read a comment and I'll do an interview. Mm -hmm. Bernard, I'm listening to this show and I agree with what Mr. Avoka is saying. I contested for primaries in the recent MPP parliaments. This guy works in a bank, by the way. Mm -hmm. I contested for, I'll mention his name. I contested for primaries in the recent MPP primary elections. Mm -hmm. Bro, 
Delegates told me point blank mm -hmm. that my message was of no use to them. Thank you. They needed money. Point blank. I was being asked by my team to pay each person, which is 1,000 plus delegates, hey. 3,000 cities each <laughs> for 1,000 delegates yes. plus. And when I explained that I would rather use that money to start a factory to recruit the people, they, they laughed and even my own campaign coordinators voted against me. My campaign told me that I am not their family and it's a cash and carry system. It's That's a business so deal. I campaigned for a year and spent close to 3 million CDs in fees, social events, donations, <laughs> medical bills and loans that wouldn't be paid. Right. 3 million CDs. You better first CD this report. Let's talk to Dr. Kojo Pumpuni Asante, Director of Programs at CDD. Kojo, thanks for joining us. Is Mr. Avoka's uh, co uh, comment a cry for help or is he, is it more like a, a dereliction, giving up, right? Well, how do you, see, because we, we, we know Mr. Avoka, he's been an MP for long. Where do you place what he's saying? Is he saying, come and help us? People are asking us for too much money. Or for a senior MP like him, he shouldn't be using the demands of people to justify corruption. Where do you stand? Hello, Kojo. All right, I think I lost him. I'll bring him back on the line. That's where my, my argument is, really. Um, I think he's on the line. He's on the line? All right, so we'll, we'll try and fix this for you. In the meantime, what are your comments? Let's hear from you. All right? And, and by the way, as well, why are you asking your MPs for things? Is that why the MP is there? Those of you listening who are not saying anything, why are you asking MP for money for school fees? Why are you asking MP for money for 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 all the things that you you are asking for? Aren't you the ones driving them to be corrupt? All right. But linking it to corruption is my issue. If the people want three million, if you are a wealthy man, you can go into parliament. Of course, that also means that parliament is restricted for wealthy people. Mm. Is that also not a problem? I tell you something. That mm. the day the NPP did their last primaries, mm. we had the former we had the former MP in studio with. He made a statement. He said, "In a few years, the House of Parliament will be reduced to a house of people who have only money, and that the quality of work is diminished and diminished and diminished." No, it's half That was another this MP. We had him on radio. Yes, Ebenezer. Now I think that's yes. Nina. Yes. yes. Let's talk to Kojo Asante. Kojo, I'm asking whether for a senior MP like Clive's advocate to make such an admission, is it a cry for help that there's too many demands on us as MPs? Or is it more dereliction in saying that, well, that's why there will be corruption? Where, where do you stand? Well, I, I, I put a lot of uh, responsibility on, on, on MPs, you know, uh, and the political class. Because he's not the first person to have made this statement. Joe uh, Sewusu, um, uh, the, the majority leader um, uh, um, who just stepped down, Dina um, Mosquito. I think, I mean, everybody knows that we have got into a place where these things are not sustainable. And it is not even just a question of, um, you know, individual MPs uh, having to find all these monies. It is affecting the party, the parties themselves because the parties have now become an arena for just transactions and deals. You know, it's basically who has money to, to, to take a position. And that's from whether you want to be an executive, you want to be an MP, you want to be a flag bearer. You know, so party, even party decisions as to who becomes uh, a candidate, 
it's really not democratic, right? And that's why all across Africa you are having these choiceless democracies. It's almost like internally the party processes are already skewed one way or the other. Everybody knows who's going to become a leader before even the opportunity for people to express, you know, uh, their will is, is done. Now, that cannot be good for any democracy. And that's why we're having all these kinds of problems. But we have to remember, if the process is corrupted, you know, at the party level, in a multi-party democracy, you are setting yourself up for a very corrupt government. So we really have come to a point that if we do not do something about it, and that's why I keep asking myself that this has been going on for long. And a lot of people uh, have been, uh, I don't want to use the word victims because they have been almost willing players. And as long as you win and you continue winning, you, you stay there. But they have the authority, they have the responsibility to pursue the reforms that will bring some sanity into this process. And there are many, many places where they are good examples of how you regulate campaign and party financing. So, I mean, we, we just have to get onto it and, and, and try and put in place a regime and a legislation and a practice because the political culture as well is, is part of the problem that this thing is fine. And people say, oh, yeah, yeah, if you can't raise money. But yeah, now people are raising money from Galam State. They are raising money from all kinds of illicit you know, uh, places. And that that already creates a real problem for governance. But where is the solution? Is it political party governance where the parties abolish the delegate system? Is it the way they choose their leaders? Because, look, as, as he's saying, the thing has become quite entrenched. If we want to change it, what is our best shot at, at fixing the system? We, so fortunately, there's a lot of work that we have been doing over the, the last couple of years, and uh, we we managed to put a good stakeholder group that involves you know party managers, independent candidates, academics, media, all kinds of people, and they really because of their own experience, because you know whatever you do in terms of legislation has to be adapted to our environment. You know what are the practices, what what are the things that we can all agree. One of the things that's very clear is that you see, because you are talking about competition, you have to regulate internal party competition, not leave it to the parties as some sort of private organizations to do it. So every time there is a, a, a primary, they will issue statements that, well, no, no, there will be no vote by them. But everybody knows that nobody pays attention to that. It has to be by law. And it has to apply to everybody. And the sanctions have to affect the person's, you know, ultimate aim of, of trying to secure power or get into that office. If it is not standardized for everybody, then or because of competition, uh, one person will just break it and the other person would also feel like, well, if he's doing that, then why should he die? So the dele- as for the delegate system, definitely that has to go. And if you're going to have... Uh, an open system for voting and so on, it has to be across board. Anybody that's doing it has to do it the same. You have to deal with both the expenditure side of the equation uh, uh, and the revenue side of the equation. Who donates to the parties? How is that disclosed? What kind, what is the amount of donation can you do? 
how is that police? What are the sanctions for that? So there are good examples, even in Africa, in Kenya, in other places. You know, even Nigeria has a, a, um, a campaign finance. And how you make it workable is the key. And that's why it's important for there has to be some kind of uh, acceptance or agreement that, okay, uh, this works. You know, so everybody knows that we donate at funerals. That's not, you, you don't want to take that away because of the contract connections that, ha, you know, people have to it and how seriously citizens take uh, these kinds of uh, uh, symbols. So you just put a cap on it, that you can only do it up to this level. And then we all can be civilized about it and, and work through it. So we really just need to, to move forward. And we we are trying, you know, to, to kind of push that process uh, so that we can have a legislation. But as I said, more importantly, have a certain consensus that this is the rule. And if you break the rule, then there has to be consequences because the alternative is that we are always going to have anybody that gets into government saddled with all kinds of payments that they have to make. And they spend all their time in government trying to recoup that investment and enrich themselves at the expense of policy, enforcement of law, and now you also have criminal elements who want to be protected and will pay through, you know, politics to get themselves protected. So we, we have to, we, we really are putting our democracy at risk. But Kojo, is there, find a way to do. is there enough public consternation about this? Because one of the things I've learned is that you can't change anything in Ghana if you don't rally enough public opinion against it. I got a sense people are very tolerant of corruption. So whilst CDD and your partners are doing a great job, it seems to me as if there aren't enough people who even care that this is a problem. People have accepted that this is how things are going to be. So the question is, who's going to bail the cut? Well, we, we are. <laughs> For me, I don't see... I, I know the alternative is worse. And I think you have to mobilize everybody that could be mobilized to drive home the... You know, I mean, if you take vote buying, for instance, as you said, it's become normalized, and even you know, party people. Yeah, you know, we work for the party. This is the time for us to to to, to collect it. Yes, fine. That's that's your you know you you believe that your even if the risk to all of us is is is, is terrible. Well, then we have to make sure that you know even within the current rules, we are enforcing it. Let's arrest those who uh, collect the money. Let's arrest those who give the money, so that people at least. They are shocked back into the reality that, first of all, it's illegal for you to be, you know, soliciting money for for you to exercise your franchise. It's illegal under PNDC Law 284. So let's arrest a few people, and then we can all, you know, uh, sort of be brought back to reality a little bit. Because we cannot, you know, oh, well, it's, it's, uh, that, this is how it's a cocoa season, and, and then we just, you know, just, watch on it because the consequences as i said are that and when it hits it's the same people who are collecting are going to be streaming that you know you're not getting uh quality education you're not getting water you're not getting this you know policy we, we have all kinds of policy incoherence uh, that doesn't take us anywhere and we just stagnate you know as a society so we we are definitely happy to push and mobilize anybody that wants to be mobilized to get through to people that 
we have to make a change. I believe that the the key really is that it has to apply to everybody. If it is happening to Mr. A, it has to happen to Mr. B. Then at least we also know that it's fair, you know, how, how we move these things. So um, I think we're going to push. I, I know that at least in the party side, there's a lot of MPs, there's a lot of politicians who believe that something has to be done. What I say is that they have not been brave. You know, they, 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 they always join the chorus of people uh, complaining, but they have a lot of authority to be able to make sure that we get change. So we want them to stand up. If, they, if this is a problem, then they should stand up and then we all work together to make sure that we deal with, we address the problem. How can we help uh, your, your campaign? You're, you've done some work already. Where is it and what must we do to ensure that this law is passed? So basically, we've, we've done a proposal. We are now getting it sort of converted into like a draft bill because we really want people to begin to see the details of it. You know, so that we can have a quick discussion, and hopefully, we want you know uh, uh, the government to adopt it and bring it before Parliament. If that's not happening, then we will go through a private members' bill. But ideally, we want uh, government to adopt it. But we always we already want it cooked. You know, if it's half cooked, so that it can take the the process forward. Thank you. We'll be in support. Kojo Asante is the Director of uh, Programs and Advocacy at CDD, speaking to us about this very important topic. Mm. Time check is 926. Caleb, quick comment. Bernard, you notice that any time there is an electioneering um, process and you talk to Mm. the politicians, they don't seem to see anything wrong with the vote buying thing. When you ask them about money, they tell you, oh, they are facilitating transportation of mm-hmm. the delegates. Some of them live far away. It is when they lose their elections or when they are in parliament and they are, they are really getting frustrated. That's when they start complaining. Just let's check all yeah. the politicians who've been talking about excessive demands on them. It is when they are either leaving parliament yeah. or they are frustrated, they need help. That's when they start but, complaining. But generally, yes, okay, Hassan, you are right, generally. Yes. But there was a day ahead, and the appear could be, yeah, he had won the primaries in Asantia, <laughs> yes, and he says, Look, he's not going to spend this kind of yes. money again. It doesn't make sense. Yes. He was basically angry, it's like, yes. Why do I need to spend this to win? Exactly, to help you. exactly. And you heard they were able to say, yeah. He won't go to parliament again because. Why be annoyed him most of the They told him that he should come and fix a public toilet. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that one. You know, I heard. See, anytime you're doing a story on vote buying as a journalist, you are the unwanted one. You are the trouble causer. Mm-hmm. They try to create this thing. Like, oh, it's an understanding, an agreement we have with the delegates. We are supporting them with something off the cameras. Then they tell you that, look, people are demanding X, Y, Z from us. And because they're also in competition, they know their opponents are trying to outdo them for the power they keep appearances in the media. Mm-hmm. It's when they are frustrated, they mm-hmm. are getting to the, the the latter years of their stay in parliament, then they begin to pour out their frustrations like Neil Ante did, for example, on the City Breakfast Show the other time mm-hmm. when he said he was frustrated. The chairman of the NDC also spoke plainly about it and said yes. now it's a business mm-hmm. people are using in parliament to transact business and all of that mm-hmm. we really need all the parliamentarians and all the politicians actually from the get-go mm-hmm. to come together and we can have this conversation but a bit of it is also cultural yep you see 
When I spoke to my friend in the UK, he said that what he misses back home is the social support system we have here. Mm-hmm. But that I could come to work without money, but I'll have food to eat. Mm. I don't think it exists elsewhere. We always are able to rely on each other and that kind of thing. Now, there's always some expectation people have of others that... Mm-hmm. And I think that my point is we abuse that kind of social support we have here. Mm-hmm. So once people see you on TV, they assume that Charlie, you have some money and they start making demands of you. And this is just because you are not even a journalist, so you just appeared on TV or you are grant, granted an interview somewhere. So if you're an MP, it goes to say that, oh, Okra Brock, Wahite, that's how they call it. So has money. the demands and that thing is too much. And the social support system too is Let's broken. read a few oh, comments. An, a few comments. Here's an MP. An MP is listening. Yeah. I don't know if I have the right to mention this. <laughs> okay. He says, Bernard, is it going to be an MP? It's a position conceived to be one that must distribute money avocado is on point but i don't even know how an mp can be corrupt you control a small amount of common fund in the hands of the dc you use it to pay the school fees of the constituents i borrow money all the time to contest elections i don't even know how any mp can be corrupt even if they want to they don't control any signal resources well honorable i disagree with you mps can be corrupt in taking bribes to sit on committees mm-hmm. to pass bills if they have to they, they can decide to slow things down yeah. and they need to be facilitated. Yeah. That's corruption. So let's not pretend yeah. we don't know how MPs can be corrupt. Mm-hmm. Here's one from uh, Kweku. No, no, this is Yao. He says, okay. it's certainly not the demands of constituents yeah. that make MPs corrupt. Yeah. They're already corrupt even before they get elected. They are getting <laughs> more and more corrupt and that's how Ghana will finally be destroyed. No regulation, rules or laws will sufficiently fix the canker. It's a change of heart and repentance that will. Laws can only work uh, in the implementers if the implementers if, yeah. are sufficiently upright, upright. that's from kweku yeah. uh another one so that's from yao why do i keep calling kweku that's from yao um ben do some of these mps and aspirants even know what it means to be an mp or is it just a get a gateway for the accumulation of wealth it's a question that's been yeah, asked yeah a few more comments several angles on the issue yes um this one um says so the mp openly admits that he's corrupt and this person is legislating on our behalf i'm not surprised the kind of loan agreements we, <laughs> we sign as a country this one says honorable advocate is talking about the cobra they have created mm. they campaign along those lines as yeah. development agents and so on it so if the constituents everything. are demanding from them it's in order mm-hmm. Me from bachelor you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. this one says you remember honorable joe Weiss made a similar comment hence his reason yeah. for not contesting again we put so much uh, we put a lot of burdens on our MPs. Um, this one says, public toilet Charlie. The MP is absolutely okay. right. Corruption is from us, the people, and not the politicians. Yeah. Some people just lay about doing nothing and make their MPs their source of funding. Mm. What he's saying is not a justification. It's the absolute truth. You all know it's the truth. So don't sound like this is new to you. Kwame <laughs> hmm. Takrade says, That's when I asked the question, what is wrong with being a one-term MP? You stick to your standards. You mm-hmm. want to work for the people with clean hands. They say no. You move on with That's your life. All. Why join the corruption gang? After all, all MPs had some or had a form of livelihood before coming to parliament. Mm-hmm. This was a recall that Honorable Attach and Honorable Joe Wise also cited the same issues for leaving parliament. Mm. Our mindset as a fixing. Our political parties must also admit they have failed in yes. delivering the much-needed yes. democratic dividend, which are jobs, jobs, jobs. And the wobbling NHI system die in Kofredia. <laughs> it's, it's certainly not the demands of constituents that make MPs corrupt. They're already corrupt. 
even before they get elected. Yeah, we read that earlier. <laughs> yeah. This was the moment menace. It's not just MPs who are burdened with that. A friend was contesting uh, for the position of constituency chairman, chairman. and mm. the kind of demands that were made on him, eh? You have no idea. Mm. He sends Momo every day, and at some point, there were over 35 people who were on him to pay their rent. Hey. This gives room for corruption. people, of course. What is this? So now, if you have something hey. like this on your head, right. you, you are opening yourself up to any because any money, you see, all kinds of money solves problems. You want your MP to give you money to go and pay a bride price or to organize a shepherd wedding. All right. This one says, last week I called my, my painter called me for 50 CDs. My electrician called for support for 200. My cousin asked me to help her pay her rent. Am I an MP? And must I be corrupt to support them if I want to? These are not justifications for these MPs. That's coming from Kweju. Okay. This one says, A former MP who was an ordinary carpenter, driving a VW Jetta, living a modest life, went into parliament. All of a sudden, he had money to buy three cars, build a house at East Legon, divorce his wife and marry a new one. Why won't I think the taxes collected, it's been spent, or they are being spent in the name of being an MP and being part of government? Look at the public accounts committee hearing. When someone spends money and pays back, a matter is allowed to slide. So, nah. uh, Brad Kofi from OEB says, don't mind the parliamentarians. Can, uh, nah, can pass a law to, to criminalize the disbursement of money during elections at any level. This is how to protect our democracy. A couple of quick announcements before we do our next conversation with the St. Michael's Specialist Hospital, an amazing facility. Yeah, man. It's changing the healthcare landscape in the capital with some... You went there, didn't you? Yes, I was there yesterday. It's a beautiful place. Nice it's place. To, it will pass for the headquarters of any bank. Where did you? Where is the place? This is La Paz. That's La a surprising thing. That's a surprising thing. You know, thing. I always say that when you are on the, uh, in Sawam Road... Yes. There's discrimination between the east of Accra and the west of Accra. Yes. You know, in it's fact, like it's very different. La Paz, all the way up. It's, it's, everything is, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like it's like an oasis in the whole distance. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> no, it's wild. It's, the, the facility is fantastic. It's nice. I think it's the biggest private hospital in Ghana now. Oh, are you sure? It's huge, Bernard. They will confirm. The I, biggest private hospital I'm in telling Ghana you, now. I'm, so I went to some of the surgeries, the theaters, even the executive wards. Eh? Somebody's, hey. I said, the washroom in the executive wards. Uh, it's somebody's in my hall. I'm telling you. Oh, my Lord and my God. Oh, you must see that. Thing. The place will be. In the this room. is La Paz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La Paz. So when you are coming from Nyamiche Junction, you know the traffic light. I said, like, you don't know. That is only, I went to Selamadolu. Long ago, yeah. someone had a funeral. I went there. Charlie, we drive out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, park the car yeah. and I walk. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
you not for sale, but I won't buy you cheap. Too stormy for your sale, come on, buy my ship. My fear is that you fear that I'm just a wimp. But your fear, you know, be fear, cause I just shot my pimp. In the leg, that's the reason why I walk with a limp. I limp across the world, searching for peace. You know, I'm not a dim. So when I saw you, girl, I saw a piece of you. When I'm a kid, now come at a boy, you go without a win. I might be just a thing. Just a thing. Just a thing. Don't be scared of me, be scared with me. I'm trying to see the man in me to set you free. I got to be free. Known to you is Buddha. Can you relax the ministry and go into the future whilst forgetting the history? I know it's crazy. They show you the money and marry the harrying and even abuse your bravery. They send into slavery, an act of slavery and slavery, quavery. They flick out your emotions and live with questions and even their questions of wavery. You started a boldly loving me only. Is that a what you told me? I'm tired of lies. It's time to rise. Breaking the ties, no compromise. You're ready to die, done marginalized. No longer the crying, the tears are dry. The peace of pies are ready mine. I'm shining my eye, no longer hide. I'm loving my people only. It's time to know me. On the City Breakfast Show, and I have friends from St. Michael's Specialist Hospital in the studio. Uh, Dr. Yvonne Maudo is a medical doctor. Christiana Yaba Aglago is the operations manager. Ladies, you're welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How, are, how are you doing? Very well. Yourself? I'm well. Caleb says the hospital is beautiful. It's big. It's nice. It's huge. What's the size of plot? Is it like a stadium or what? <laughs> we maximize the plot. Where is this located actually? So, St. Michael's is at La Paz, the heart of La Paz. Uh, so, from the La Paz station towards Aoshi, the first uh, traffic light, you take the U10, and then you drive towards uh, the Abrantia Junction, the first footbridge, you take your right. It's oh, just okay. uh, like 30 seconds away from the footbridge. Wow, you've been there. So, so, so Bernard, if you get to the Nyamiche Junction, mm-hmm. you're coming towards La Paz Station now. Mm-hmm. You see the first footbridge there. Mm-hmm. You take the outer lane, it's on your right, and then right. you go straight. And then it's there. This, so this is, uh, and how, this is a new hospital? Yeah. The newest in town. When was it inaugurated? <laughs> uh, last year, 30th September, 30th September. 2023. Yeah. I see. So what kind of services do you offer? Yes, uh, yesterday Caleb asked and I said it would be easier to mention the ones that we don't offer. <laughs> Is it? It means you offer everything? Everything. Um, wow. From OPD services to open 24 hours mm-hmm. to inpatients to theater. We actually have three hey. theaters. Quite. Well-equipped theaters. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we do diagnostic services. We mm-hmm. do radiology. We do labs. Mm-hmm. We do uh, echocardiogram. And... Hey. The, the 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 biggest of all is a cath lab, oh. where where minimally invasive interventions are done for people requiring um, cardiology interventions. So uh, when you enter, you don't come out until everything is it's done. After everything is done, it's just a place to come and have a total healthcare. You know they have hospitals in levels. You are you are level what? Um, oh, that, that's more for public star. hospitals. Yeah, five star. Maybe I five don't know, hospitals are not hotels. <laughs> I see. So you're saying you do all these things? Yes, we do. And uh, it's, but it's a private facility. 
it is do you is it a cash and carry system is there health insurance available so we do um health insurances for the commercial health insurance companies okay and then we also have corporate that we can do credit for Mm-hmm. So uh, presently, we are working with almost all the health insurance pa- a- a companies. We mm-hmm. have Acacia on board. Mm-hmm. We have um, Metropolitan on board. Mm-hmm. We we also have uh, we we are in the process with Apex to 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 get them on board, mm-hmm. and a host of others that we 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 are looking forward to to working with them. Let me mention that we also have Ace on board. On board. Wow. So uh, these are the the companies that we have now. So if you are a, a, a client of any of these. So this is for both corporate and individual. Exactly. Insurance packages. Yeah. I see. So Doc, how long? So you've been there from the beginning. Yes. What's your area of specialization? I'm actually a general practitioner at the okay. moment. I see. Yes. So if we come there, we'll see you. You'll definitely see my face. I I see. <laughs> so tell me what's special about St. Michael's. Why Why are you happy to work there? Just tell me why you are. It's because it seems like a fantastic project and a great investment. Yes. Um, St. Michael's has this... Uh, environment where it's very welcoming mm. not just for us as the people who work there mm-hmm. but also for the clients who we see mm-hmm. because the whole point is we are trying to um champion preventive health care mm. and that is something which i'm very passionate about <coughs> so for a facility where we have such um services mm. it helps at least for me to be able to help the clients that i see you are trying to champion preventive health care. What, what do you mean by preventive health care? So preventive health care basically entails um, health care services which are pertaining to either stop or at least slow down some health diseases or conditions which can easily be uh, uh, allevi- alleviated. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So normally we have about three types. There's mm-hmm. primary prevention, mm-hmm. there's secondary prevention, and then there's tertiary prevention. Mm-hmm. So when we say, talk about the primary, we're basically talking about finding the health um, issue before you even start having the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Secondary, however, would be that the symptoms are occurring. However, it's at the very early stages. So we can still intervene as mm-hmm. much as possible. And then thirdly, which is the one which is unfortunately very common in Ghana, which is what we are trying to prevent, is that we have made diagnosis, you have some complications already, and it's now that we're trying to prevent further complications from coming about. So is it that St. Michael's does some preventive screenings or tests that people should undergo? Talk to me about some of those. Yes. So again, I'm very happy about this question because we have come to sit down and we basically made some tailor-like packages pertaining to healthcare. And it's in relation to your age, mm-hmm. in relation to the conditions you have, maybe diabetes, <clears throat> hypertension, um, renal diseases, and also as well as um, ANC, because whether we like it or yes, the population is going to increase. Uh-huh. So these are the different various packages that we have. And when the client comes to us, it is my responsibility, if you came to me, for example, mm-hmm. to uh, advise you that I think this is a package you should do. It will entail this and this and this, and we will follow up with it. Mm-hmm. So so beyond the individual packages that doctor has uh, mentioned, we mm-hmm. also do corporate packages okay. where we can do pre-employment packages for your um, potential employees and then okay. also do annual medical checkup for your employees to to let you know the strength or mm. the health status of your 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 um, hr and uh, what we do differently is that we actually will come to your company 
uh, at your convenience to take the samples. So you don't have to stop work mm. and come all the way to St. Michael's to just come and take a blood sample and go. We would uh, come with our flips, take the sample, analyze. If you so wish, and if you don't need any intervention that require you to come to the hospital, like CT scan or other things, we, we bring a doctor on site to analyze a report for your, your, your um, staff. And this we don't do in a group because we respect confidentiality. Mm. So we do it individually as though you came to the consulting room in the hospital. Wow. So you're talking about preventive health care. You're talking about packages that you have for preventive health care checks and all of that. What about things like diet, exercise and stuff? So is preventive health care is not just taking the test, right? It's also the way you live. Yes. So can you talk a bit about that? Yes. Um, so now that we've mentioned diet, exercise and uh um, what do you call it? our mental health it's Ghana we, that we live in we take pride in our food mm. we have a, a, so many varieties that we can have the issue is sometimes our food is very rich mm. extremely rich that we are not able to really moderate ourselves and simply put our diet contributes to a lot of the health ailments that we're seeing and the fact that we live in, for example, a metropolitan society where you spend majority of your day in mm. traffic to go to work. And you come to work, um, maybe you have a lift there. Instead of you taking the stairs, you <laughs> take the lift mm. because you're trying to beat time and get to the office quickly. Then you reach there. You have your few meetings. Hey, we have kinky party going on. We have watchy party going on. You see that. Then you go and indulge in that. Thereafter, you go for another meeting. You sit down. Mm. Thereafter, oh, lunchtime has come. Then you go for lunch. You mm. eat again. You hit traffic. You set the continue the cycle over and over again. Mm. So our lifestyles like this are the ones which contribute to our ailments. So basically, there are some uh, um, guidelines from World Health Organization, for mm -hmm. example, which gives us proper directions as to what we should be eating and those are usually what we would um, give you in terms of the dietitian mm -hmm. consults that we have. We have a dietitian uh, uh, on site and what they do is they are able to literally plan with you a whole timetable okay. as to what you should eat, how you should eat and the amount. Mm -hmm. In regards to exercises, all health um, organization basically gives us a guideline all the way from you being a baby all the way from you to be, um, um, what do you call it? In your fifties and above. On yes. on that, by the way, are there specific recommendations based on age, gender, family history that you would advise? Talking about preventive healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. Are there classes of demographics that predispose you to certain conditions for which reason you must do certain kinds of things? Yes. So let me start from when you're small all the way to the other extreme end. Mm. While someone is in utero meaning while the child is still in their mother's belly, <coughs> excuse me, mm. there are some screening tests that can actually <coughs> be done mm. to find out if there are going to be some congenital conditions which can either be prevented or we can alleviate while you are still in utero. Mm. And a lot of people are not aware of that. By doing so, we're actually able to really help with your lifestyle and how you grow as a child there into an adult. Pertaining to people who um, are newly married or have just hit their, that, that adulthood um, stage, mm. there are pre-marital packages that we actually offer you. 
because yet again these are life decisions you're going to have to live with when the two of you get married so there are some tests that would want you to do so that you would be able to cater for those and we would alleviate yet again other health issues in the future mm -hmm. for the elderly we know quote unquote where and tear happens so we're expecting that things about your kidney your liver your heart mm. those are issues which will now be alarming to us that okay i think i'm a bit tired mm. let us see what is going on so again there are packages where we'll be able to check for you and tell you that this is a test we need to do and these are the lifestyles you need to now change mm. and it is all dependent on when mm. you see the clinician then we are able to guide you as to what you really do. We're talking to people, friends from the St. Michael Specialist Hospital. Um, new facility located here in Accra. Uh, Christian Aglago, Christiana, Christiana. is the operations manager of the facility. Dr. Yvonne Maudo is the medical doctor. Caleb visited the place. It's an amazing place. Probably the nicest place in La Paz. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. In fact, maybe the entire enclave. The, the entire enclave yeah. as well. Why did you locate it there though? Just by way of interest, is it um, recognizing that that part of town does not have the level of emergency and high level facility? Because look at it 37, Kolibu, Rage, Rage, UGMC, UGMC, yeah, Bank of Ghana, yeah, Port <clears throat> Hospital. They are all on the, the other side, side of things, yeah. So, was, was that part of the consideration? The, the stretch is big and mm. um the people at that side of town also need to have such mm. a place. It's not the nicest in La Paz. It's the nicest in Greater Accra. It is. <laughs> but in terms of your catchment area, we are talking all the way from Kasua yeah. to Malam yes. Ofanko, yeah. exactly. Awoshi, Awoshi Dakuman, Dasuman. Mm. All of them of can benefit mm. from yeah. this. How many beds do you have? We have a hundred bed. Hundred bed facility. And you say you do everything from outpatient, inpatient to theater. Yes, we do. And um, what about people who are busy, who don't want to come to the hospital? Can you come to them? Can the hospital come to them? Yes, yes, yes. We have on-call services where we mm. call on and, and on-call. So on-call is when you come mm. out of hours and there's no specialist Mm. technically inside on site to see you yeah. we are able to arrange for one to come mm. at at that time but mm. it has to be pre-arranged yeah. and for home call yes we we, yeah. we are able to put a team together mm. with a doctor and nurse and sometimes a phleb a phlebotomist to oh. come to your house and take your samples and uh, see you <laughs> Um, beyond beyond that, it's just somebody who takes blood samples. If if you are also able to come, mm. what we do differently from all the other hospitals is that mm. we give you a host mm. or a hostess to take you through your journey. We don't want to sit by the desk and say, oh, go to the first floor. When you go, you see the nurse, they ask about the lab. No, 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 no. no. So right from when you enter mm. to when you exit, there's somebody who is with you right. to take you through your journey from mm. the doctor's consulting room to yeah. the lab and to... I everything. wanted to ask, you know, some hospitals, have, when you say a specialist hospital, um, the ones that I know, yeah. the Ghana cancer, something, something, yeah. they do cancer. Then there's some people, orthopedic people. Cardio and uh, all yeah. So are you trying to tell me that you specialize in everything? Th that's not possible, is it? So, it's, okay. Doc, tell me your top five 
specializations specializing the, the very top the one that you know that you it's 100 percent. you are there cardio cardio is one cardio is definitely one of them so that's heart <clears throat> issues yes which other one do you say we are strong in we are strong in our surgery surgery yes wow we have a very good theater team as well okay yes. strong theater team yes what else um we also <coughs> excuse me sorry we also have um uh what do you call it our specialist clinic so urology urology yes okay that's the men yes that's the men mm-hmm. and then ops we and also gynae. have ops and gynae mm-hmm. i was going to ask because there are, there are, no, there are lots of uh, female specialist hospitals now mm-hmm. coming up yeah. because of the special nature of their treatment yeah so you do ops and gynae too so cardio, surgery, urology, ops and gynae will be you've mentioned four. Give me one last one. We have orthopedic as well. Orthopedic bone. That's a bone. Orthopedic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. So you have do orthopedic surgery? Yes, we do. So somebody goes to play football, break his leg, you can we do for you. You can <laughs> fix the person. Uh you we can also fix have psychiatry. So, oh, oh mental health. Yes. Hey, then you have because how many doctors do you have working there? Um so there is the general practitioners yeah. and then there's the specialists so wow yes but you're a family health practitioner or you're a general, a practi- general, general practitioner. practitioner so when we come we'll meet you first yes. and then if we need to see a specialist so cardio surgery of all kinds urology ops and gynae and then orthopedic wow amazing stuff how do we get in touch with you Is it, do you have a phone number do you have like a website do you have a how do people reach you yes so we do have um our phone numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a WhatsApp as well. Please go ahead and mention it. Okay, so the phone number to call is 030-275-7410. Okay, can Should you repeat, I repeat? Yeah. 030-275-7410. If you want to WhatsApp us. as yeah, hey, You can WhatsApp the hospital? Of course now. Okay. Yes. We have the WhatsApp being 055-447-4210. Okay. You can obviously follow us at our social media. Can you repeat that number? 055-447-4210. So this is a WhatsApp to make inquiries. Yes. I have a headache. I want to see a doctor. When do I come? Who do I meet? Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Um, Christiana, tell me a bit more finally, like, what's your last word? What's, what's your pitch to people? Yes, um, come and experience the best of the state of the arts, mm. um, diagnostic services that we have. All right. Come to St. Michael's and experience a personalized or individualized care. Mm. Come and have everything done in one space. One, one thing that we don't joke with is your time. Mm. Yeah, because we know that you have to leave something equally important to be able to attend to your health. So we don't take your time for, for granted at all. And because of that, we have a lot of doctors to attend to you. Do you do, do, do weighing? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Do you do, do, you do family planning um, training? Yes, yes, we do. Do you do counseling? Yes, yes. All those things. Our midwives are always available for that, that, that type yeah. of services where you need to be referred to 
the gynecologist we have one so it's a lot of a health education thing that happens you talk to people these are critical things that exactly. people need to have wow. i mean besides talking we also have educative pamphlets that are everywhere mm. that we can share with you to read wow so you had it first here on city st michael's specialist hospital located at la paz area you can reach them on whatsapp zero five five four four seven four two one zero you may also call zero three zero two seven five seven four one zero when you go ask for dr yvonne she came on city to talk so when you go say you want to see her or ask for christiana aglago she's operations manager or basically just say you had on city that this hospital can solve most of your health challenges if not all thank you ladies Thank you, sir. Let's pay some bills. Yes, Bernard. Let's pay some bills, guys. The Ghana Revenue Authority GRA reminds all persons registered for VAT NHIL Get Fund Levy that the VAT NHIL Get Fund Levy and Communication Service Tax CST returns from January 2024 should be submitted on the VAT NHIL Get Fund Levy and CST returns forms not later than Thursday, 29th February 2024 which is the last working day of the month. Uh, File your VAT, NHIL, Get Fund Levy, and CST returns early and avoid payment of penalties. Now, if you miss this, the penalty is 500 Ghana CDs and a further penalty of... 10 Ghana CDs for each day the return is not submitted. For the CST operators, late filings of returns attracts a pecuniary penalty of 2,000 Ghana CDs and a further penalty of 500 Ghana CDs for each day uh, the return is not submitted. We encourage taxpayers to file their returns online via www.taxpayersportal.com and also to note that in line with the GRA's cashless policy, both check and cash payments should be made at any of the 23 designated banks and the Ghana.gov platform or via USSD code star 222 hash. Remember to submit the January 2024 returns not later than Thursday, 29th February 2024, which is the last working day of the month and avoid paying penalties. Kindly get in contact with us by email on info at gra.gov.gh. Bernard, there's a new routine to your day and it doesn't mean say your day spoiled. I'm talking about the Mortar Guinness Ghana's favorite refreshment and it's now in a new clear plastic bottle with the same great tasting goodness. Refresh your day with Mortar Guinness goodness now in a clear plastic bottle. Mortar Guinness, enjoy a world of goodness. Thank you, Caleb. That's all we have time for. Uh, how I sitting here innocently, yeah. but she's not innocent because <laughs> yesterday yeah, was her wedding anniversary. Oh, okay. And she, the way she dressed to yes. come to work, yes. hey, is that there was a showdown. Hey, I mean, some green Tally, everything was So did you go out? Dublin. I did on Sunday rather uh, because oh, so I you, knew I was yeah. going to do this. This is post repay. Post wedding anniversary, Shada. Oh, you do. Alaji, you did for. May the Lord strengthen you. Amen. To continue the good work you have started for Ghana, for God's country. <laughs> <laughs>